0: screamcast episode 121 i am sean Dereger and with me is bj colangelo
1: what's up what's up what's up
0: yeah also joining us i guess is brad henderson
2: i mean i'm in a good mood and <laughs> i usually am grumpy but you know what fuck you <laughs> thank you
1: we're reunited you. it's a good night
2: totally
0: yeah it's I been think. a little while right it's been a... It's
1: been a lot of while. <laughs> it's been a spell. But... Uh, it been some time. You know,
0: it is what it is. Today, we are just going to get down to brass tacks and raw dog it. We're going to go straight into it's some dog. vinegar syndrome, uh, our, our vinegar syndrome extravaganza.
1: Yeah. Next
0: week, we'll pick up on what's on our doorstep. Um, I have some fun stuff to talk about next week, but... um. In the matter of time, I mean, Vinegar Syndrome has been putting shit out like crazy. We're a little bit behind on covering their stuff, so today we'll be covering their September package and their uh, October package. Mm. All packages. about October
1: packages.
0: Heck yes! Uh, so what we're gonna do is I, I, I kind of wanted to. Uh, Lump all of the adult cinema stuff into one segment at the end. So we'll discuss their, you know, the September and October releases, uh, in no particular order as far as their like horror titles go or exploitation. And then I I want to start up a segment called Behind the Black Curtain. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. For the Vinegar you know, Syndrome episodes. So it was actually
2: Red Doors when I was, was growing red up. Red Doors
0: for you? For yeah. Me in the in the. In the VHS door, it was basically a closet covered in a black curtain.
1: Mine was a beaded curtain. <laughs> yeah. Like a disco shiny one. Nice. And what was weird is that in the closet, it was pornography and horror films, so... I guess we know why I turned out the way I did.
2: (laughs) Yeah, mine was, um, what do you call, like, those, um, like, you know, like, old timey bar western doors? What are those? Oh, really? They had the.
1: Oh, like the swinging doors?
2: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it was. Swinging doors. There's an
1: actual name for that.
2: (laughs) What what were they called? Western swinging doors? I have no idea. Well, I, I I was trying to be all, like, fucking smart and shit, but, you know. I couldn't St- think of a, it. stick to what you know Brad. The western swinging doors, they <laughs> were um so you could see the bottom, you know, for me I couldn't see over the top cuz it was, you know, young, but I could still see the bottom and then when they would open you could catch like a glimpse. And I very first noticed it because we didn't have it that I can remember in uh in Florida. So when we would visit Ohio, they had video time up there. And I, in every video time, they had a pornography section and it would be through those doors. And I would like linger because it was always near the horror section. So I'd try to link, does Noah join in the show? Noah's joining the show. show. Um, Does he want to talk about video time and red doors? He's not, he's not old enough.
1: By the way, they're called saloon doors. We're just dumb and didn't think of the most obvious Obvious name
2: so the saloon doors I would you know they were at actually every store and I would just linger I was always in the horror section anyway but I would like linger near just so if I could catch a glimpse of uh you know uh the front of boxes but every once in a while they would slip in the horror section some kind of soft core horror porn and I would grab those like accidentally because I would think that they were horror films so they turn out to be like somewhat, you know, pornos like Dracula sucks, which vinegar, vinegar syndrome released. There's another title I've mentioned on the show a couple of times called midnight intruders that I was really into. Um, but yeah, man, I, I, I miss those days of like trying to like peer into there. Now it's just like, I open up my computer and it's my homepage weird, <laughs> but anyways. So we're going to call it behind the black curtain.
0: That's all I was going to call it. I mean, if, if that's fine with you, it doesn't
2: matter to me, man. I feel like it, like the, maybe the back room or something. Cause the back there's always, room? yeah,
1: like the okay. back room. Yeah, yeah the, okay.
2: back room, the back room. The back room. Even when like after we moved to Florida, a lot of video stores didn't have that, but we found one. Um, well, I mean, I, there was this other video store that opened up and I was just searching one day and this is like when I was a teenager and I was with my mom and like, you know, I'm going past, like going to the A section, getting down to the Zs, and then all of a sudden there's like this other door, and I was like, "What the hell is this?" My parents started running from there. I found out.
1: Have you been to a family video lately?
2: Um, I was at a family video when I actually visited you when mm-hmm. we were when we were in Ohio. I, I went to one, um, but I didn't see it, anything there.
1: Because what do they, they have do, them? they do, and they're like these. Secret doors that you look at it and it looks like the door to a a utility closet or, you know, employees only or whatever, but there's a very small little placard that's like must be 18 or older to enter and then you walk in there and it's completely closed off from the rest of the store. It's very similar to how their video game section is set up, how that's usually in like a little pod but the only difference is that it's not open for people to just walk into. It's closed with a door, but Family Video definitely has porn. But it's always some, like, bootleg, like, sketchy shit. Like, it's never anything good. Um, mm. Like, it's the stuff that has just been turned into tube sites at this point. Um, <laughs> but we went in there just to just to see what they had. And eh, nothing great. Nothing, nothing, nothing <laughs> <sucks>. worth renting. <laughs> it's a sound of
0: disappointment. <laughs> Yeah. I was like, yeah. I was
1: really excited. I was like, "Holy shit, this still exists!" Oh, this is. Oh, it's blame. like those,
2: like you get the, like the eight hours compilation videos and stupid shit.
1: Yeah, like they don't have, yeah. like, they don't even have fun parodies, which you think they would. It's all just like. You know, there's
2: a lot of money in that. You would, you would think that there would be some. I'm sure there is, but the, not even around. I mean, obviously, it's illegal around here. But I mean, if you actually have a store that sells and rents like new, like newer porn and parodies, let us know. Cause I would like to know if stores are, you know, video, video stores are still doing that. If there's money in it, you know, cause it, you get everything for free basically on the internet now. Yeah. You know, so like I, I'm kind of curious if there's, I mean, you could do that with movies too, but porn's just different because. Going out and renting porn, you're showing your face. You know, you can just do it at home now and, you know, at your own privacy, which, you know, there's that thing. I mean, going out and renting a movie is no big deal. But I remember, like, you know, when I worked at Blockbuster, we didn't have porn, but we had some soft core stuff. And then on the top shelf, you know, we had the Girls Gone Wild videos. We had oh, a lot of those. those. And... People, men would rent them constantly, but it would be like super secretive. Like they would come in like early, early morning or super late at night and like just hold their head down. And it was like, dude, don't you have anything better? Like watch real porn. Like why are you watching this, you know, kind of dumb shit?
1: I'll buy porn from people and just like slowly put it on the counter and just look the – cashier dead in the eye and like never break eye contact I think that's funnier (laughs) like you remember my face you know what I'm into now
0: awesome awesome so uh we'll call it uh the back room
3: yeah all right yeah that's
0: true so uh that'll happen closer to the end of the show so that'll be uh that'll be some good time for all I'll do a special little uh
2: you know intro little
1: sound intro Mm
2: mm-hmm well, you could yeah. use the Vinegar Syndrome music because I think they sent that to us, right?
1: Yeah, I've been using that.
0: We just have, to introduce have, have the permission, segment, but um, yeah, we have permission I'll, to use I'll, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll do something. will this this time maybe not, but uh, I'll 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 whip up. What do you something, mean this uh, time maybe
2: not? Sean. Well, I don't know
0: if I'll have time. I want to get the show out to everybody, but I mean, you know, if I have time, I will. But but by by the next show for by the next Vinegar Syndrome show for sure, I will have a special uh, intro for the back room.
1: Just rip some like moaning off of like hot and saucy pizza girls. Oh yeah, yeah, just yeah. Throw it in. Yeah. there you go.
0: It'll be fun. Saucy pizza girls.
2: All right. Um. So, let's see here. We just jump right in. Jump I don't right even in think in. we even need to like decipher if it's October, or November. They just no, need no, to buy no. both. Well, Yeah.
0: Just I just have the website up and um. You're gonna be all
2: fucking professional.
0: Yeah. Well, let, let, let's let's. Jump into 1973's Count Dracula's Great Love.
2: Oh, man, you're, like, blowing Ooh. your load, like, quick. <laughs> this is directed by Javier Aguirre. Wow, dude. Aguirre. Just don't even do it.
1: Sean still can't Jeez. read.
0: <laughs> <It> is <laughs> Awful.
1: <laughs> What's
0: the pronunciation? Do you guys know? Oh, no, I'm not going to try.
1: <laughs> it's probably Agüeta. Uh, uh,
0: probably. Javier yeah. Aguera. I always like but Aguera. it's still incorrect. Javier um, Aguera?
1: Aguera, yeah. That's, Something like that? You get, you, you, I see, could be I could be butchering it, but I went to school with a girl whose name was instead of the E, it was an A, and it was pretty mm. similar, so I'm guessing.
0: That's a pretty good guess. I should guess better because I live in Southern California.
2: I think you do a good job. Yeah.
0: I'll yeah. That I'll, I'll get better. That was like, anyways ever been <laughs> so uh this is a film uh very much in the same vein as kind of the hammer horror type uh uh sean huh Away. No way like the set, like the seventies. Like what am I thinking of? Like, Just because Countess it's Dracula? a
1: vampire film in the seventies. Yeah, yeah. I always
0: say like, Hammer. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's far, like Hammer.
1: This is far from España. España all day.
0: Okay, not not Hammer. Um, what am it's I thinking like of? Am I thinking of like Euro the Redemption Eurotrash? Euro tra- okay, Eurotrash.
2: This is Eurotrash. Yeah, yeah.
0: Okay. Um. It's a, you know, a vampire. Fl- I always love these vampire, vampire flicks, especially the 70s ones all together. Cause I
2: really it dig them. It never has like this gothic, like darkness to it. This movie no, has it doesn't. lights on everybody. Yeah, it's pretty bright. Like in, in, but it's just so fucking trashy. <laughs> like,
1: I love, know. I love the brightness of like those dresses that they wear.
2: Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Totally.
1: like they look like fucking Easter bonnets, and it's just all pastel and
2: yeah. Just, pow, I love it. Yeah. And so there's yeah. fucking red everywhere, yeah. and the yes. blood is red, red, red too. So the plot, really? what's the plot?
0: Is basically this carriage breaks down, these uh, women and uh, these gentlemen. Uh, what what year is this? This is what the like nineteen ninety
2: five.
0: No, this is like the Victorian, right? Era. Seventeen hundreds, <laughs> yeah. we're gonna guess. 1800s. Something like that. I don't even think there's a Probably date. Probably in Spain.
1: I don't think there is either. It's just classic vampire making things look old.
2: Yeah. yeah. It's yeah, a fucking yeah. castle. There you go. So
0: they they basically their carriage breaks down a castle. I think you said
2: carriage. I think that like solidifies that it's like you know, seventeen hundreds. <laughs> yeah. Eighteen hundreds, somewhere. Uh before cell phones.
0: <laughs> Little do they know, of course, that the doctor, uh Dr. Marlowe is what he goes by, but little do we, little do they know, but we know he might be Dracula. Counting.
1: Might be or Bra- is. Dracula.
0: <laughs> there, uh, this is the uh, this is what the vinegar syndrome calls the full strength, unclothed export version.
1: That's so. a very fair assessment. <laughs> <laughs> I've never
0: seen the. I've never seen otherwise. This is the only version that I've seen. But um, but yeah, it's definitely Eurotrash, a Spanish Eurotrash
2: release of this. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm asking BJ because she probably knows the what. There is a what was the? Did you ever watch this on VHS? Because I watched it on VHS a long, long time ago. Because I was like I really never, into vampires, and I was like, oh man, this is gonna be like John Carpenter's Vampires. <laughs> I never watched
1: it on VHS. But correct me if I'm wrong. Didn't this have an alternative English title at some point?
2: That's what I'm oh, saying. Like, did. it's something like, like, you know. I think maybe, it's like
1: Cemetery Girls. Maybe. Cemetery Girls. Maybe. Oh,
2: wait, don't think it's Cemetery Sisters. Yeah, no. Cemetery Sisters. Because I
1: vaguely movie. remember seeing a movie. There's something that was with cemetery, another title. Cemetery Girls or something. And I want to say it was this, but I never actually watched oh, it. Just based Yes,
0: on, BJ, you were correct.
1: Oh, There's, I'm so the good. The great oh, Google hey.
0: has, uh, Has rewarded my searching. Mm. But
1: yeah, I never picked it up, but I vaguely remember seeing the cover for that and thinking like, oh, that would be sweet. And then never watching it. But like the images from that reminded me of stuff that I was seeing watching Count Dracula's Great Love. So I just assumed it was the same thing. (laughs)
0: So they had cut this down probably as Cemetery Girls to about seventy-four minutes and I'm i I'm and rated it it was rated PG, apparently. So I'm Oh
1: shit. Okay.
0: Yeah. So I'm I'm,
1: I'm assuming all the <laughs> there sexy was time. Assuming, yeah, a lot of uh, different things
0: was added was actually recut back in. Um I think Code Red released this on D V D. And now instrumental Code, Code Red Do you movies. think, <laughs> do you
1: think Code Red's DVD fun. uh had them chained up by their arms. Is that is that PG?
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, it was eighty seven minutes, so I'm assuming it was a little more Ooh, cut, maybe but, or eighty three minutes. But I'm not sure how much this. Uh,
2: what this it's box the boob? Is. It's the boob milk. That's what it, the the milking thing, right? I read that in the book too. Let me read it. I, I think it was towards the end. Here, wait, give really me a second.
0: remember any-
2: milking um, well, I actually read se. this booklet, but it was pretty fun <laughs> um, apparently 15 minutes of scenes were from the Spanish version, including a fellatio scene with a cross and the milking of blood from a female breast hmm. as it is the uncut export version of Dracula movie contains some of the most perverse scenes brought to a vampire film maybe they're talking about something else because I don't remember that in the movie no, I do not. So,
1: I don't either. That's why I made yeah. that. What? <laughs> yeah, well, I, yeah, I
0: believe that was in there. That I sounds like a <laughs> I probably would have written it down. The only note that I wrote, cause I, I did get caught up in the movie. I really, I really dug it for what it was. Like I, I always dig these, you know, 70s Euro trashy vampire flicks, uh, like Countess Dracula and, um, oh uh, what, what did the, what did Scream Factor release? Um, Vampire lovers. Vampire lovers. All all those flicks. Like, I know there's something about them I like. But um the only thing that I wrote down in my notes was the uh (laughs) the opening scene where the guy gets the axe in the face and falls down the stairs. They put that on loop like (laughs) twenty times over the opening credits. It was ridiculous. (laughs) I don't understand why they did that.
2: They were very proud of that stunt.
0: (laughs) Yeah, they're like this is where all the, the budget went on this stunt, on this stunt, uh, actor or stunt man. So we're going to make it, you know, we're going to make our money's worth, but it's just repeat, repeat over and over again over, uh, over the opening credits. I just died. Anyway, you, that's the uh, only note that I wrote down. I was going to try to be all like, it's the
2: only note you wrote down. Well, well, yeah. Did you write down hammer movie? <laughs> no. Um, that was a no. Sick burn. Yeah, I haven't seen this in a long time and honestly when I did see it I was probably fucking bored out of my mind because I was expecting something else. Cuz I did I did werewolves and like vampires and zombies like when I saw like Dawn of the Dead and Lost Boys and all that other shit I was like, "Oh my god, every movie's going to be like this." And it wasn't. And it was like, it didn't hold my attention. So, but it was fun because years later after rewatching this stuff, I ended up liking movies like this more than, you know, fucking, you know, all the other highly blockbustery, you know, famous werewolf vampire movies, zombie movies and stuff like that. Um, but this one, I, I enjoyed watching this time, um, mainly because I just, kind of like the dirtiness of, of, of the film and you know if we can talk about uh paul paul nash he's been in so many fucking euro horror and trashy movies um ton you know a few werewolf movies you know vampire movies and he's not really a skeezy guy but he like in real life but he portrays like He has this, like, really dirty quality about him that I've always really enjoyed. Like, he's not, like, the perverted, like, uncle or something. Like, even in this movie, he's not, like, perverted or anything like that. He's just, like, ladies like him. He bites him. He likes to look at boobies. And he's got fucking brides around him. And I think it's a pretty straightforward movie i think it's just really pretty to look at um because watching these kind of euro trashy movies in hd brings kind of a new light because we're not watching it on gritty vhs that's probably you know duped and bootlegged um you know we're watching you know kind of the original how it was looking in the theater more than likely um so it's it's really fun to revisit these kind of really shoddy movies that were, you know, kind of DIY in a way, because I don't imagine any of these movies, these Euro trash movies being big productions, because most of the time they were ripping off something that was popular at the time, ripping off, you know, Spanish films were ripping off the Italians. Italians were ripping off Americans, all that type of, you know, backstory with it. But, um, I mean, that's just my, my two cents. I don't know how BJ feels about Count Dracula.
1: I really like it, but what I kept thinking over and over again, because I can never just like a movie for what it is, I have to look at, like, it's societal context, because I'm a millennial, that's what I do. <laughs> um, I found myself wondering why we don't talk about Paul Nashi, or Nashi, Nashi, it's Nashi, yeah? I think it's
2: Nashi, yeah, I, I always Neshe. say Nashi.
1: Um, I'm but nerd. why, why he isn't brought up as like one of these great figures in the same realm as Lugosi or cheney like obviously hardcore historians are going to bring him up but he did everything like he yeah. was a wolfman he was dracula he was frankenstein's monster he was fu manchu like he did fucking everything and yet like watching this i was like oh shit like i know this guy what do i know him from and i was like oh that's right everything <laughs> And I don't know, that just kind of like bugged me a little bit. So I'm hoping that maybe because Vinegar Syndrome is such a popular company and because people really trust them with their taste and what they deem worthy of releasing, that I'm hoping maybe that will bring people, you know, more attention to his filmography. So then that way they can no, expand their, yeah. their palettes. I don't know, like, I, I really did enjoy this movie. I thought it was a lot of fun. I like that his last line, like, of, you know, calling her name made me think of, like, Candyman a little bit. Um, <laughs> <laughs> which is, like, a stupid comparison, but whatever. Um, but yeah, I think that it, it looked really, really nice and. I think what I like most about vinegar syndrome releases is that they make the films look good to what the films should look like. Like it doesn't feel to me like they're just trying to put everything on the same level. And it's like this all has to have the same sense of clarity and the same color mm-hmm. correction and the same, whatever, like they make sure that the films play to the best that they absolutely can based on how they historically should look. And I appreciate that. Yeah, I really they, appreciate they, that. They
0: keep the integrity of whatever they're scanning in mind, you know, whether it's, yeah. uh, 35 millimeter and this is, uh, and,
1: and I, I, I watched not know, inter-negative, one.
0: inter-positive, I don't know, inter-negative, but, but yeah, they I keep... watched
1: the. It... Sorry, I'm interrupting you. No, 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 no go for it. I was saying, I watched, I pretty much just binged everything that we needed to do. And I watched <laughs> this one between two of like the 1980s films oh, okay. and it was just really kind of like a head trip a little bit to like watch watch like the like the colors just jump so much between all of it and i was like god they really know what they're fucking doing like this looks great Mm -hmm. um but yeah no i i really like it and i think if people like euro trash they'll enjoy it um i highly recommend people to look into more spanish cinema because spanish cinema is really cool um Mm -hmm. it's really i think there's enough different about it than say you know like the universal versus hammer debate um i think spanish is definitely like in a league of its own and it's Colors it's are more good.
2: vibrant. They look, they look. It looks prettier. It doesn't look because I like the way that you know the Universal and Hammer films look. Of course, I'm a fan of those. But there's something with kind of the vibrant colors and cinematography um that I don't know. It's just it's it's just a little prettier to look at. Like I like the gothic look, of course.
1: But there's, I think I, that they're a good. I way like to when lights are turned between. on. I think that it's a good way to bridge between. <laughs> You know, like Western cinema and like Italian. I think Spanish is like a nice, a nice like entryway. If like you don't want to completely throw yourself into Italian cinema and have your fucking head explode because you have no idea what the hell is happening and there's just so many colors, uh, go to Spanish. It's, <laughs> it's an easier transition.
2: Yeah. Awesome. But no, I, I, I agree. I, you know, I don't, I think, some people like look at this and maybe think it's a, you know, a hardcore film and it's not, it's just, just a Euro trashy movie. So there's no P in the V. Well, there is, but you just don't see it.
1: (laughs) Well, that's the, one of the things that I miss is I miss films that just happen to have sex in it. Like, and that's a, that's a, you don't see it anymore. Right. It doesn't happen. Like it's either they can't allude to it at all or it's porn. Like there's, there's no, hey, here's a movie, and surprise, there just happens to be sex because it, yeah. quote unquote, makes sense for the story. <sighs> Maybe
2: yeah, one no. day. Yeah, I noticed that even like when I went to the theater and seeing movies like in the 90s and, and running movies, there's, you know, because so when I wasn't allowed to watch it, I closed my eyes. and I remember that a lot, but there's no sex scenes anymore. It seems like the only uh, directors
0: that do it anymore, like Cronenberg uh, is throwing that stuff into, you know, uh, his newer movies. And, um, like those directors, but, um, yeah, I don't know. I, I remember like, like Steven Spielberg threw that into Munich, you know, like a sex scene where you're like, whoa, you know, um, man, you just don't see it. Much it doesn't anymore. happen. Yeah. But it doesn't happen often. It just happened. Like everything's like, well, we're going to do a character development moment about how angry he is as he has sex with his wife. Cause he's an assassin, you know, that <laughs> <of> stuff
2: wow <laughs> What movies
0: are you watching, Sean? Well, that, No, that that was well, that was Munich and then um wow. and then one of the other ones uh one of the Cronenberg ones. Which one was that? The,
3: the one that, was, the one one that was, was
0: based off the the graphic novel.
3: Uh, I don't know. Like Ed you know. Harris.
0: And uh Vigo was it? No, Vigo Mortensen was in um uh, uh Oh, History, History of Violence. Of yeah, yeah. They totally, like, fuck on the stairs. They're, like, an oh, angry yeah, yeah, yeah. sex scene on the stairs, and it's, like... But you're right, I but, like, that, you know, like most R-rated life. flicks, you know, these days don't... Yeah, they just... I mean,
2: it was Well, there was a- always a time where, you know, they were at a motel, and it was really well lit, and, you know, it starts, you know, it starts at the bottom of the bed with their feet, like, moving around, and, you know, fucking wham playing in the background, some sensual song, <laughs> moving up, and you see like the legs intertwining with one another, and then the covers just happen to cover his butt or her butt. And you know, it raises up and you kind of don't see her nipples because her boobs are always pressed up against his chest, but then she lifts up and then he puts his face in her boobies. Like those were like natural sex yeah. scenes like Settle in the nineties. No, I'm just saying oh, no, that's, you're like, right, every you're right, sex yeah. scene in the 90s, and now you don't see that at all. There's, like, no—like, there's just nudity. There's no sex right. scenes between the—and the thing is, is, like, it's almost like those are the, like, bad people or something now? Like, before, it was the heroes having sex. Oh, yeah. And and now it's—now you just don't see it at all.
0: Dude, you had it in in frickin' backdraft. You had, like—
2: well, that's insane. Even the, like Jason the biggest and, uh,
0: one of the Balmins. biggest
2: blockbusters of all time had 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 yeah. these sex scenes, but now, I mean, I don't know if it's to get people in the theaters because we just want PG thirteen movies, you know? Because I don't know. Something Basically, changed. We need some I didn't more like more
0: mainstream fucking.
2: Yes. <laughs> all right.
3: Need
0: some. All right, uh, let's move on to these uh, two flicks by Richard Casey.
2: Oh, okay. Let's uh,
1: right along. What order are you going in?
0: I'm, I'm just, I'm on our website with uh, the announcements for September, then I'll move on to the announcements for October. I'm just kind of going down. Gotcha. But I figured we'd talk about these two two together. I, uh, since I was changing around my office and I had my TV, I just got it put back up today. I did not get to Horror House on Highway 5.
2: Whoa. Yeah. That was the you last You missed
0: one. out. I know. You so, uh, out. I want you guys to tell me what the fuck I missed out on. Uh, I'm going to watch it this weekend, but, um, in time to record the show, I did not because I just mounted my TV on the wall today. You mounted it? Mounted that
2: TV. You would mount it.
0: Um... But yeah, uh, horror, horror house on Highway Five. I believe this was his. Was this his first film?
2: Yeah, he's only made like three movies
0: because he also did uh, Hellbent, which we'll talk about in, in a little bit. But um, but uh this looks like a straight up um low budget, you know, slasher type flick. But uh Brad, I'll let him let you introduce this thing.
2: Oh, okay. Well, Horror House on Highway Five is directed by Richard Casey. It was released on Blu-ray from Vinegar Syndrome. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you.
3: <laughs>
2: um. Well, actually, here let me let me grab it. I was um I was excited about this one because this was with a, was a VHS favorite um when I was uh when I was younger. I know I've never watched uh the sequel to this film that Richard Casey has made. I guess it's a sequel.
0: Horror, um, horror House on Highway 6?
2: Yeah, he, he he made it, like, I guess in the 2000s no. or something.
1: Like oh, that. that sounds like a terrible thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: Well, I kind of want to see it because, I, you know, I never knew who, like, I knew that he made this movie. I never saw Hellbent. That was a first for me for watching that. But um, re-watching this and then watching the fucking interview with him Like, the interview with Richard Casey on Horror House on Highway 5 may be the best thing that Vinegar Syndrome has done. (laughs) Um, It's very memorable. It's comparable to uh, the interview with the neighbor from the Slumber Party Massacre disc when he just, like, starts going crazy. Crazy and starts reading poetry and shit. Um, it's not he's not reading poetry, but Richard Casey is a very eccentric person and he is very happy with these movies. He loves these movies and he loves the people that he worked with. He's also maybe just a tiny bit crazy. Um you think but,
1: somebody who would throw in a line that says, look at you, you've got a boner, isn't a little bit crazy? <laughs> I'm just going to um, throw
2: that out there so between a nixon mass killers and fucking you know some type some nazi shit this movie kind of has it all and it's really fucking weird and um it's it's just a good time like it's uh, it's one of those like it reminds me it might have even fit better if it was shot on video That's kind of, like, a good way to explain, like, what you see. Like, it reminds me of, like, cheap, weird shot-on-video movies. But they just happen to be having a 16-millimeter camera instead. Well,
0: looking at that, I mean, that's looking at the, just the pictures and screenshots of it, That I totally got the vibe from that,
1: for sure.
2: I even want to
1: have a triple feature with Horror House on Highway 5 elves and hard rock zombies and do, like, (laughs) A, why are there Nazis marathon? Or oh my god, it you know, would be great. Like, and all of them have kind of that same aesthetic of like, but really, what the fuck am I watching? Um Yeah, oh, sounds like a in 2016. It's, it's,
0: what the fuck are Nazis
2: doing here?
1: It's um, it's, sorry,
2: gotta a It's just it's very um, it's ludicrous, <laughs> is what it is. And not the, you know, what's his real name from Fast and Furious? I don't know. I was trying to make a ludicrous joke. I just failed. Oh my
1: God. Um, I actually don't know his real name. He's just oh, Chris, Bridges. Man. Chris Bridges. Oh,
2: Chris Bridges. Oh, there you go. Wow. That was a really bad joke. I am so sorry. <laughs> um, but anyways, like it's like, it's just, it, it's incomprehensible. You can't even understand what all is happening. Like it's just scene after scene after scene, and it's just goofy shit that that's happening. People are dying. People are being held captive. The 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 scene where she's getting away, and she's like dancing with her <laughs> hostage. Like I'm like, oh my god! Like
1: who Can thought we of this too? That it is like the most unsettling Nixon mask I've ever seen.
2: Oh, my God.
1: <laughs> like, I don't understand why it's so much scarier. Like, I have a Nick's mask in my living room. But for whatever reason, this one, like, the it's too rounded, and I don't like it.
2: Yeah, I mean, everything's odd about the film. But it's just, it's the charm that Richard Casey has in, in these films. I mean, Hellbent's definitely, you know well-made for its time and budget and you can kind of understand it a little bit more, but with whorehouse and highway five, I mean, if I remember correctly from the, um, the interview, like they filmed this over a period of numerous years. So you have to think that continuity wise and story changes Like, they are just like, do we have enough money for this scene? Probably not. Let's just shoot something else since we're all here. That's kind of what it felt like. And then (laughs) it's just all pieced together to complete, you know, 80 minutes, 90 minute movie. And then they just slap it in theaters. It gets picked up because it's a horror film. And then that's it. And that's then that's the film. And they kind of like even talk about that with, on Hellbent with the uh, special features because it's like, oh, I made a movie for this much. I made this much. Hey, want to do another one? And he uses the exact same people too. Like it, most of the people that are in Whorehouse and Highway 5 are in Hellbent, but you know, it's just, it's just one of those things. It's that gorilla type filmmaking where it's just like, let's, I have some money. Um, the movie industry's hot right now. Anything's going to sell. Anything's going to be put on the shelf because people are companies are dying to just pick up anything. I mean, look at the films that were made in the 70s and 80s. I mean, mainly the 80s. Like, shot on video stuff was getting into blockbuster. Like, there's no way in fuck you're going to get a shot on video movie into fucking, if blockbuster still existed. You're not going to get Fucking five copies of a shot on video film in a video store unless like it's super popular and it's like kind of a, you know, hipster video store or, you know, something that's like, you know, uh, not that Vulcan or anything's like hipster, uh, or those stores that carry everything. But you just, you're just, just not going to happen. You're not going to go into a video store and see fucking massacre video titles by, you know, the dozens on on the on the shelf you're going to see maybe one copy but whorehouse on highway five back in the day there could have been five copies on the shelf because it was a new release so that that's kind of part of it has the charm and you know they actually did make an enjoyable film it is a little bad shit. uh it obviously is strung together uh as the best as they can and they did it. And then that's, that's what I love about it. And they took the money and he, Richard Casey actually had a good head on his shoulders. He's like, let's do another one. And he actually made something that is a little bit different, but yeah. he, he has what I like about Hellbent and Whorehouse on Highway Five. Yes, they're completely 100% different movies, but there's this, I mean, if you see Hellbent, you'll know what I'm talking about, even though that's basically a punk rock movie. But there's a punk rock attitude of making these movies too.
1: Well, because like, Richard Casey was a, like, he did music videos as well.
2: Right, right. In which he has, like, as the special features on these, uh, on these movies too.
1: What time do you have where you actually get to watch special features?
2: Well, <laughs> I don't usually. Like, I'm not a special feature person. If movies come bare bones on Blu ray, I really don't give a fuck. But every once in a while when I – because I heard someone say on a forum or something the special features on Whorehouse on Highway 5 are great. And so I plugged it in because I wanted to see it because that's how I knew about the Slumber Party Massacre interview was that gotcha. somebody said something. And so I just, I just watched it and I was like, holy shit, this is solid fucking gold. Like, I mean, I think he's a little bit egging on for the camera a tiny bit, but it's very enjoyable. And then, of course, uh, being that these films were released back to back, obviously they did interviews back to back, so I watched the Hellbent one too. Which is, he's more toned down, but he definitely is kinda going crazy on Whorehouse on Highway 5. Awesome.
0: Yeah, I don't, I don't have time for special features that much anyway, but, uh, either, but, um, Normally, like, I'll try to catch up with the, uh, with them since they're just kind of documentaries, like, as the kids are running around and I'll throw something on. Like, I, it took me a while to get through the chopping mall one feature and then, uh, the waxwork one, but I got through it, you know, as my kids were running around. I'll kind of piecemeal them, pause it, take care of the kids, come back, finish watching it, or as, as I'm doing something. But yeah, I, I mean, I used to watch a movie and then I used to, rewatch the movie with commentary and then if there's a feature a featurette then i'd watch the featurettes
2: <laughs> yeah see i know a lot of people
0: that's
1: like some that serial they
0: killer just... shit. <laughs> this yeah. is i was single and had no life at all
2: no but i i know i know i, I don't think it's you're not saying uh... that if
0: you watch special features you have no
2: life that's not yeah nice. yeah I don't, i'm I don't saying
1: think you're a like
2: serial that. killer <laughs> i just it, it's just one of those things that you know, people, like, dissect the entire disc. And a lot of people are like that. And that's another reason why, you know, Screen Factory, Shall Factory is so popular is because they do stack these full. But all I care about is the fucking movie most of the time. I don't care about special features, but if special features consist of shit like this, then I'm always down.
0: Sometimes the special features can save a movie for me. Like, I, I friggin... I didn't like Bud the Chud, Chud 2, but I bought Chud 2 because of the, you know, how these Vestron video collections have been. And I wanted to hear the director explain himself in commentary. So, like, sometimes it'll be worth a purchase for me if the special features are good enough, you know, depending on the film. I'd like to say that we're,
1: Mm -hmm. like, 45 minutes in and we've talked about two and a half movies.
0: So, (laughs) Hellbent, uh, Richard Casey's next flick Basically the story of, uh, you know, a Faust type story, uh, this rocker, punk rocker basically, uh, sells his soul to, uh, a gentleman by the name of Mr. Tannis. Uh, if you rearrange Tannis, you might spell something else.
3: Wow, Sean. Um,
0: What a fucking spoiler. So, uh, punk rockers are for the deal of a lifetime and, uh, you know, basically it's this, you know, kind of the story of, uh, what happens from there. And I mean, it kind of plays out for me kind of like any music documentary I've seen, or if you read about any band that kind of got a taste of fame, you know, any of these guys kind of will go off the deep end here and there. Although, uh, but this one, of course, there's more of a supernatural supernatural element to it. But, uh, I love this flick, man. I did. I'd have a hell of a time with it. I actually, yeah, dug, I, I actually dug the music. Like, Yeah, the music's the, really good. The great. band's playing, and I'm like, oh shit, these guys, like, this is actually like good. Like, it's not like you see some of these rock and roll flicks, and the band's okay, you know, or punk rock flicks, and you know, but it's uh, actually pretty good.
1: I admittedly got through sixty five percent of it and then passed the fuck out because it was the last <laughs> one on my binge and I couldn't do it. And then I woke up in the middle of the night and the t- <laughs> the DVD menu was on and I was like, ah, fuck.
2: Hey, it's got a great DVD menu. That song's killer.
1: Yeah, it was pretty sweet.
2: But yeah, that's that's you know Richard Casey and like even like Whorehouse and Highway Five. Like the music's great. The music videos that he did. There's a music video on Whorehouse and Highway Five, but like. Yeah, I mean, it's, like, I like, like, this is very similar to me, like, as if Punk Vacation actually had music in it. Yeah. That's, that's what this feels like. Like, it, it feels, it's just another DIY movie. That's all it is. But it's, you know, has this really punk rock attitude is, you know, just coincidence that we're dealing with punk rockers as well mm-hmm. but i think that's the whole thing that goes hand in hand like it, even if you took the music out of it you would still have a punk rock movie and I, that's i i like richard casey's attitude i just wish he would have made more movies i mean he just fuck it like i think he's only made three like i said which um you know between the two these two they're completely different Um, and, and and I, I really do love it. I think Hellbent's great. Um, I do like Whorehouse on Highway 5 more because it's more my speed, but I do kind of like that, uh, like there's something with, when was this movie made, Hellbent? uh, 88, I think. See, this feels like pure 90s to me. Like, I... You know, it's getting close. I know, but I'm just saying, like, it feels like that... like the look of the movie is very 90s like it's very like it almost has like it's w- this post apocalyptic feel
0: well yeah they didn't go for the kind of the glitz and glam that most 80s flicks were going right. for right
2: like or, um, or, or even like dead end In. like yeah. that kind of that look of kind of society and what surrounds them even though it's like you know obviously modern times and everything's cool but it feels like you know a world on its own which I really, really liked. Nice. But yeah, I was a big fan of Hellbound.
3: Yep.
0: All right. Um let's talk about some Linnea quigley. Yay. Oh my god. This, I mean, this is like the mother load.
1: Put more Linnea Quigley of, in my eye hole.
0: My oh my god, man. Um uh, so David Dakota. Yeah. Directed these three flicks. Um the first uh Blu-ray was Nightmare Sisters, and then we got the double feature of Murder Weapon and Deadly Embrace. Um let's 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 go talk about all three. We're gonna we're gonna talk all three. I'm just looking at what we let's start with Nightmare yeah. Sisters, because I think that was uh
1: Fuck yes, we can talk well, about let's, Nightmare yeah, Sisters. This,
2: that's completely different because murder weapon and deadly embrace are very similar in tone. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So so
2: <laughs> Nightmare Sisters. Uh
0: where do we, where do we start with this one? It starts off very tame and kind of quirky comedy. Like, you're like, oh, trying to be a weird comedy, uh, with these, uh, you know, are they, are they all in college? Right? They're in, they're in college, right? And so you got this, the sorority guys and then you got the sisters and this, you know, um, boy. Yeah. I, you're I, don't, good at I don't stuff, know. Sean. I'm horrible at this crap. I'm looking at too so, much stuff right now. <laughs> so, BJ, BJ, uh, yeah, let BJ handle this.
1: All right, so this this one, if you ever want to know what kind of movie is straight up my alley, it's it's Nightmare Sisters. <laughs> so, uh, we start off with you know a very typical college sort of story of you know the not so pretty sorority sister. Um, that suddenly by some random act of whatever the fuck become like really, really hot. And now everybody wants a piece of it. Uh, but, but they're because trying so it's,
2: hard to make them kind of look goofy.
1: Linnea Quigley has <sighs> these like fake teeth. teeth to make her look like she has buck teeth and they make it so she can't sing. Brink Stevens has like these really, really long braids and these big glasses. She looks like the one girl from the wonder years. A little bit. Yeah. Um, I can't think of the character name. Um. And then Michelle Bauer is supposed to be fat, so they put her in like this giant windbreaker, like ski coat. And I don't know and- what
2: they're put. They got to put something under her, because she's a very small girl. Well, I mean, she's not like super. I mean, she's got big boobies.
1: But, but they like padded her. They blew yeah, there's, there's her up. Some sort of yeah, they put some stuff. A lot of padding. Yeah. So yeah, they just put them. Um. Like make them, you know, ugly. And then super spooky demon fun time. Now they're super hot and the characters that we know, but what I love the most is that there's only two movies where Linnea Quigley, Michelle Bauer and Brink Stevens are all three in it together. And this one is just so fucking fun and so cool. Um,
2: Technically they're all in murder weapon.
1: That's why I said it's one of one of two.
2: (laughs) Oh, I need (laughs) need you to relax.
1: (laughs) I can't, I just get so excited. Um, but no, it's it's a lot of fun. It's very much like weird science meets sorority boys meets the house bunny. Like, it's just, it's fun. It's ridiculous. There is a bath scene that takes way too long. But at the same time. Oh my time, God, it's so, it's so awkward. But, like, be <laughs> really long enough. But, like, what it reminded me of, too, is have you ever seen that movie Delta Delta Die with Tiffany Sheppes and Julie Strain? No. It's very similar. It's like all these sorority girls are actually, like, Demons of Satan. But there's a bath scene with Julie Strain that is so fucking long. And now seeing this movie, I'm like, oh, well, no shit. That's where they got the inspiration from it. Because the, the bath scene between the three of them, they've got like the boys that are supposed to be their dates are on one side of the wall. And then like the cool guy frat guys are like peeking through the window trying to see it. It's just so ridiculous. And at the same time, just God, so perfect. And everyone dies by. Felatio and just uh, it's everything. It is everything that I love. It's trashy and campy and sexy and uh, it's the best.
0: Things get started off with a uh like a crystal ball and a guy doing a really bad Indian impersonation, correct?
2: Yes. Yes. <laughs> that's where it all stems from. I mean, yeah. he's he's able to pull, and then, you know, the crystal ball somehow gets floated to, you know, because obviously Brink-Stevens buys it from a yard sale, uh, brings it into play. They mess around with it during – when the boys are there, they un-release this uh, – what do they it? Like just, you know, succubus. Yeah, um, yeah they're, they're and, all
1: succubus. Succubi. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, so then they – multiples I like I like well, I, th- I'm okay with three- them being multiples
1: well all three of them are succubus so that make them succubi
2: oh okay, <laughs> succubi thank you um but yeah no I, I I'm with I'm with BJ on this like the bath scene is total boner and then it turns into an awkward awkward boner <laughs> and then you just get really tired and it's like oh man like this is hurting and then it just you know it ends, but um, no, I, I'm 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 with BJ because there's something about this like this movie stuff like this. This is the reason why I'm a big fan of Ghouls Three, because it has that campy, sexy, weird mentality, and I'm something with the '90s and like even like kind of late late '80s. Something drags me to those movies. Um, I don't know because it reminds me – because this is one of those movies that I rented and watched in my room alone when I was like 14 years old or 13 years old and just fucking loved it. And I would rent all those fucking bikini-clad films and fucking bikini summer, bikini car wash company, um, all those movies. And those all fall right into place of like – they almost could be porn, but they're not.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, you know, and obviously there is this, I mean, some of these, obviously these guys have directed porn, um, some of them gay porno, mm. <laughs> um, but anyways, uh, he, David Okuda funny because being his like background and even what he's done in the future, like this guy has done so much shit. Yeah. Like. He's done porn, he's done campy horror films, he's done family movies, and he has that like 1313 like series that he does. Like I've never watched any of those movies. I don't know if you had BJ. That might be more up your alley.
1: The you ever 13- watching any-
2: 13- Yeah, his thirteen thirteen movies? Or maybe his brotherhood series of the vampires. I've only seen the first one.
0: Uh uh-uh. uh. Well the dude's always working, man. He's he's <sighs>
2: Well, yeah, I know, but I mean, these 1313 13 movies are wait, very- Oh, homo- nope, romantic. I've definitely
1: seen The Brotherhood. I had to look at the cover art. Yeah, yep. The
2: Brotherhood was very, like, <laughs> it was in stores, like at Blockbuster, there was a lot of copies. And then, like, the sequel started coming out, and I was like, oh man, The Brotherhood 2. And I was like, wait a second. Oh shit. These are super homoerotic. Oh, they're are turning, own, they're, they're, they're turning a into a lot. They're turning into movies. soft, soft gay porno movies. Like this is what is happening. Like, and, and, and that's what he does. Thirteen, thirteen movies are, are like that as well. I've never watched any of those, but you'll see them pop up like on Netflix and stuff like that every once. If in you a while. ever
1: get the chance, you need to check out his Beastly Boys with a Z. Uh, the ta- tagline is "Drop Dead Dangerous." Hmm. Uh it is it's real gay and real good <laughs> so I, yeah i you can usually tell his movies too just by looking at the cover art if it's like some off-brand looking pretty white people in all of their heads with something weird behind them it's a david Kato film and you're in for a ride <laughs> nice
0: very nice well, well, well nightmare sisters uh fantastic probably my favorite of the three released here uh but i don't know man there's you're a lot of murder weapon. a lot of fun to be, yeah i was just about to say there's a lot of fun to be had with murder weapon
1: murder weapon's fun but it is so takes an hour fucking out of control <laughs> right <laughs> yeah
2: it takes about an hour like once that hour hits once the gore starts happening i was like holy shit because you're watching it, you're like oh what the fuck am i watching like a bunch of people just talking shit and then all of a sudden, like, an hour into the film, you're like, this is a fucking slasher movie? Like, yeah, what the fuck about, is happening?
0: I, I haven't, I, I actually took took notes on Murder Weapon. About 45 minutes in, I timed it. Like, all of a sudden, there's, like, this head smash. <laughs> this epic. The head smash is fucking head epic, Smash. Epic, Holy It's fucking shit. brutal as shit. I mean, here's my note. <laughs> my note says, 45 minute in, shit gets real. <laughs> but that the i mean it's slow going cuz the first 10 minutes it's like some weird uh dream sequence it's like the-
2: there's no dialogue yeah for the first there's no dialogue though. for the first 10 yeah 10 15 minutes of movie there's no talking and then it goes into you know Linnea quickly being like uh interviewed like and then it's just like it it just it's so out of place yeah is you're trying to decipher like what's actually happening and then it jumps to her like, with her friend, like, by the pool. And then she starts having, like, little flashbacks. And then you realize that they're just inviting a bunch of guys over. Yeah, I mean... And they're partying. And then death starts happening. You're like,
0: what the fuck? Well, the plot basically is these two girls, at some point in their relationship and their lives were in some sort of mental asylum. Right. They've since then got out of the mental asylum. And I don't know if they've, like, just got out or what, but they are bored and they're by the pool and they want to invite a bunch of boys over. And once that happens, yeah, then you know shit starts getting uh getting real. Getting <laughs> real and Linnea, in a
3: bit
1: and yeah. Linnea Quigley is wonderful as we know. Uh but can we please talk about Karen Russell? God mm. Huh. She is whew, lovely. Smoking. That's all. And like, well, this I, I is
2: Ricky from Silent Night Deadly Night Part Two.
1: Yep, he's sure and in that too. He has,
2: he has the shortest shorts on when he has a t shirt. You don't even know he's wearing shorts. You just think he's fucking naked. Like, I've never seen shorts on a guy so short before. Not even in. And I've watched uh, a lot of 80s movies. Like, these
0: are short, short, shorts. Not, not even in Sleepaway Camp? I mean, sleepaway Camp has some friggin' short shorts.
1: Yeah, but they're uh, also like children.
0: No, no, they're yeah. camp counselors.
2: Oh the teenagers. big buff the big buff yeah. dude has really short shorts <laughs> yeah that's right but i don't know i think it's because he has that you know, button down that's loose yeah and it's not tucked in. So it just looks like a big night night shirt. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, he's shirt. just walking around. And like, when they first go up to the house, he's like, Oh, like everybody's fucked her. Like, and they're talking about it basically like, Oh dude, right. she's so easy. And it's like, who's going to go for it? This is like, a sausage fest. And he like walks through the door. And I was like, wait a second. Did he have pants on? Like, I didn't see any pants, <laughs> but, uh, Ricky, like he's always Ricky. Um, Ricky is not a very good actor. <laughs> even in this, he's but just gosh, fucking Wow. What? What? Was oh god! That? Dorbs
0: sneezing going on.
1: And when I just sneeze, a, I have like use, this weird high pitched like bullshit that I've happens. Ever heard. This it's not. I I sound like a squeak toy, and it's I get. Re- I can't be tough at all when I have that sneeze. Like I could have as much black lipstick and leather on as I want. And that sneeze comes out and it's like, and there it goes. <laughs> anyway, murder weapon, uh, murder
2: weapon. So murder weapon, once the kills start happening and after they watch uh, nightmare sisters and make a joke about who makes this shit, um, <laughs> you know, there's uh it gets really fucking bloody. Like the kill scenes in the film are really, really great. Fantastic. Yeah. And, like some of the best I've seen <laughs> and like, yeah, I know. I agree. Like I was watching it and just kind of like, I, I remember watching this years. This is another one of those, like all these movies I watched when I was younger because I would rent as many like things that look like they had ladies that would be naked in them. I rented them. Um, And I'm sure at that time, I was like, man, this movie's really boring. But, man, I don't remember that fucking gore. Dude, there's shotgun to the face. Yeah, dude, there's some really tough shit in that movie. There is. uh, But but once everything starts going, like, crazy, like, I was laughing so hard whenever they – Basically, they decide it's it's Ricky and like, you know, the other I'm still going to call him Ricky. Um, (laughs) He's like with the guy and they're like, oh, my God, what's going on? He's like, oh, I think there's people outside. And it's like they start talking about how they're going to escape. But each time they talk about they're like, wait, what if this is happening? And they're like, oh, wait, we can't do that. (laughs) And it's like they're they're in the kitchen and he's – I forget what he says. It's like – he's like, oh, man. And they like get in the car and he's like, wait, what if the car is like wired to blow up? You're right. Let's go to another car. Like what the (laughs) fuck is going through your head, dudes? Like they just bounce around. Like they don't actually – they can just literally walk out the fucking door. But they think there's going to be fucking booby traps outside and there's going to be like a million of these psychos. That they just don't ever attempt it. I just think it's hysterical. Like each time they try to make a plan, they back away from it because yeah. this possibly could happen. And it's just like so fucking goofy. And Ricky fucking gets it. Yeah. <laughs> Ricky gets it.
0: There is a scene where uh one of the characters near the end is walking into the house and it's supposed to be nobody there, and there's a crew man like drinking a Diet Coke. <laughs> just
2: kinda standing no, there. No, but you know what? That's he's yeah, he's coming he's coming down the stairs and he's turning a corner and that's when he finds his friend shot. Uh-huh. Or the guy that he fucking hates, basically, and they become besties. Um but yeah, I I, I wanna say, you could say Diet Coke, but in my mind. Probably a beer. That's the thing. And but oh, I want I, I, I wanna go on a side tangent of that one sequence. There's a there's a guy, all right, obviously a crew member standing next to a light. And he's just casually standing there with what looks to me like a beer. But, okay, goof in the movie. However, (laughs) that right there tells me that that set was fucking relaxed. They were having a fucking party. And they just didn't give two shits and they were just making a movie with friends. Like, I know that's a goof in the movie, but right there tells me that that movie was probably so much goddamn fun to make with them. Like, I wanted to be there. Because if you have a fucking crew guy just sitting there, like, leaning up against the door drinking a beer.
0: No, dude, it's it's Diet Coke. (laughs) I got a picture right here. It's a Diet Coke. You're ruining my fucking... I snapped a picture. You're ruining
2: my dreams.
0: <laughs> but yeah, he's standing right would be the first But still,
2: but still. I mean, just hanging out and drinking a Coke on set. Diet Coke, sorry, Sean. But <laughs> <laughs> okay. if it was in the future hey, be a Co- People are gonna fact
0: check us and beer. then they're in a friggin' we're gonna get emails and shit. Yeah,
2: you dumbasses. Um but no, but still, it's just it seemed like it just looks like a really chill environment. God damn, I wish that was a beer. I know, huh? Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, people would have believed it too they wouldn't have fact checked us
0: BJ, do you have anything more to say about Murder Weapon before we move on to Deadly Embrace
1: nah I'm all about Deadly Embrace I mean Nightmare Sisters is my favorite of the three so move on
0: Deadly Embrace uh, is more kind of more of a drama territory rather than horror a little bit of psychological thriller about a young uh, uh, you know a uh, little young man who goes to, I guess, work, uh,
2: for you- this woman, <laughs> and uh, he becomes kind of like a caretaker around the house because like the caretaker. husband's really busy. Uh, Is that what you call him? Caretaker. He also, he, I mean-
0: he also keeps uh this guy's wife's vagina warm. Whoa, <laughs> <laughs> not there. That's a, oh. a
1: way a way to put that. <laughs> i gonna say he keeps
0: it wet. Hey Yeah. it moist. I, yeah, I was trying well, to get too um, gross. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez.
2: But, yeah. Somebody I might mean, be
0: listening to this on their lunch break. You don't want to Jan- gross them out.
2: Ah, oh, we can gross them out. <laughs> so, Jan Michael Vincent is some fucking douchebag who's cheating on his wife with some Marilyn Monroe wannabe. <laughs> and leaving his very beautiful wife. Was That's Mindy Miller, right? I think it is Mindy Miller. Mindy Miller at home alone and hires a kind of a pool boy, go get groceries, keep the vagina moist, (laughs) you know, dude. And
1: if you say moist one more time, I'm out.
2: (laughs) (laughs) And then we have Linnea Quigley, who who is sitting in a chair for the first hour of the film. She's (laughs) always in the fucking chair answering the phone. At least she has some wardrobe changes. Well, here's the thing is that she is obviously a hardcore actress because she will not leave that phone because th- she's waiting for a big break. Exactly. You know, <laughs> but that chair is like three times as big as she is. We, and she's always like, and I like when she got up, she got up and then she's like in the movie and I'm like, holy shit. She left the chair like it fucking takes an hour. So basically he's there keeping the vagina warm <laughs> and, um, You know, some shit goes sour. He decides, hey, Mindy Miller, I'm not really into your cold vagina. I want Linnea Quigley's vagina. Mm. But what's up with the fucking sex demon and Michelle Bauer? Yeah, I was just about to bring up the female
0: spirit of sex.
2: When you have, you know, Linnea Quigley plays, you know, when she has those kind of, you know, strobe light disco sex (laughs) looks. It's Linnea Quickly, but instead of Mindy Miller being there, it's Michelle Bauer.
1: Yeah. And, they and you're kinda, complaining?
2: Oh, no, I'm not. <laughs> it's just an odd choice. I kind of, I mean, we get to see Mindy Miller naked and we get to see Michelle Bauer. But I watched, I actually fast forward the commentary to see why they chose Michelle Bauer and not Mindy Miller. And then that blonde haired dude guy shows up and makes out with her who's not in the movie at all other than that scene. But he's like, yeah, David's like, yeah, she was like in the area. So he called her and I just made up some spirit of sex character, had her take <laughs> off her clothes for a day and called up that. It's like, so it doesn't serve any fragmented purpose to the film at all. It's just Michelle playing, which I am completely content with. I just, I'm surprised they didn't use Mindy Miller. Um, And this is the worst hidden camera ever in in any movie, because apparently no one notices the big plate glass window that's in the corner of the room with a giant camera sticking out of it or stick, you know, behind it. No, is that a two way mirror? Because we never get to see it. But good Lord, what a terribly hidden camera. (laughs) Jesus. But yeah, it turns out to be like – it almost turns out to be like an A&E movie for a second. Like that's what I kind of felt like I was watching because every once in a while I would watch this with my mother like growing up. She was like, let's watch a movie and I'm like get suckered into it. I'm like, okay, cool. And they're watching it and I was like, why is this so fucking dramatic? Like what the fuck is happening? Like there's some kind of – like somebody wants to kill their husband for money. And then I was like, oh, shit. It's one of these A&E Lifetime for Women movies. Like, where it's not even really a movie at all. It's just, you know, some reenactment of, like, someone trying to kill their husband or kill their wife. that's exactly what this movie is. Except with a lot of boobies. <laughs> so. If I didn't talk to you, if I didn't talk you into buying this movie right there, I don't know what else to do.
1: I have a question yes. for both of you. <clears throat> do you think that it's in Linnea Quigley's contract that it in at least one scene, she has to have her hair in that thing where it's like a half fountain on top of her head and the rest of it's down <laughs> because you know, she has, has that hair yeah, in like every movie she's ever done.
2: Maybe oh, that's like. just her hairstyle that she really likes. It could be her
0: signature thing. I think every, every actor's, you know, they, they, they try to get the thing that, you know, everyone wants to see in a movie, you know, it's, it's her, I'll be back. Right. Moment is her hair.
1: <laughs> okay.
2: <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> um, now, we talked about these movies in general about, you know, we didn't talk about how they mostly all look, which they obviously look all great. But however, Deadly Embrace, like, I don't know, if you guys have this, but there was an audio issue. And I actually – apparently they used the VH, uh, VHS audio for it because I guess the master tapes were, you know, ruined or something. Yeah, I, I but noticed that the that the problem was um, fucking – you couldn't hear anything because the music was so goddamn loud.
0: Murder Weapon had a couple scenes like that as well.
2: Yeah, and it's just – like, there's this weird, like, flashing effect too. Not like it's an effect, but, like, you know, because you can see the grain and stuff of the print. But it gets it like gets bright and then dark and then bright and dark through you know for a good portion of Deadly Embrace. But the audio issue was, um, I mean, I'm glad that they put this together. But since I always like jizz all over Vinegar Syndrome and give them so many props, you know, this is the one thing I have noticed: the audio was kind of goofy. So there, I'm not the biggest fanboy on the planet. You son of a bitch. <laughs> but no i mean it's it's still it's still a great package but, but it's not. well it's only during the music scenes like whenever the music's playing in murder weapon and deadly, deadly embrace not so much but a, a lot during murder weapon murder weapon i, oh, wrote, wait, I wait, had a note oh, wait no it. wait is murder we- well okay, i got him confused murder weapons the slasher deadly is the lifetime yeah, for women yeah, yeah. Movie. murder weapons the one with the audio issue
0: yeah because i um i made my note you can't my yeah, the note music says like dialogue seems
2: soft at some points. Like it kind of just yeah, I had to turn that shit think? up, man, because yeah. the music was so goddamn loud. Not that it serves any purpose to the movie, probably. No. The <laughs> like, if yeah. It was, like really uh, dialogue, dialogue that was integral to the plot. <laughs> I'd probably, yeah. Like, I mean, uh, all you have to know is that some shits going down, and like, what the fuck is the killer wearing? Like a helmet with a fucking burlap sack. <laughs> Way back on murder weapon. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Who cares? It looks like she, like, the person has a helmet on <laughs> with a burlap sack wrapped around, like, fucking black electrical tape or some shit. Yeah. Like, I don't know if they were trying to make something creepy, like, spur of the moment, but I have no idea what the fuck they're wearing. <laughs> Other than it looks like a bike outfit for the rest of it. He
0: just but, watched, like, Nailgun Massacre and, doubt it. like, Friday the 13th part two.
2: No, wow, that's a really good... And comboed yeah, them up. Thanks, Sean. You're
0: welcome. <laughs> All right, BJ, anything else to say about Deadly Embrace before we move along?
1: Nope. <laughs> Nightmare Sisters for life. All move right. on. That's <laughs> Sorry, my favorite it's... one.
0: <laughs> Having these three on Blu-ray, though, God bless Vinegar Syndrome, for sure. Seriously. Um, Let's cover... Let's talk about Hobgoblins really quick. Uh,
2: Why really quick? Because... Dude, Hobgoblins is fucking, like, I'm getting so tired of people's shit.
0: I was Hobgoblins. excited to watch Hobgoblins, and this thing's, uh...
1: <sighs> Did you not like it?
2: Dude, it Hobgoblins, okay. like, here's the
1: thing. Hobgoblins I like. is the best.
3: <laughs>
2: it's...
1: <laughs> Are you kidding me? Did you want it to be more like Gremlins? And no, less I don't know like, what I, I, wanted, to I wanted to be. I
0: be. this a is what I need kid. to let simmer and probably revisit, and I'll probably like it.
2: But I so ridiculous. I think so, oh God, it's so I think people- fun watching Hobgoblins for the first time you are not going to like it, but if you watch this movie when you were younger, but even so, man, like, even, a, like, I know that, you know, Rob Hunter hated this movie a lot, but, like, I, there's going to be people that hate it. But seriously, oh, what, not, it. I mean, what is it's
0: not... Is, it's not for what no, it
2: no, is no, 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 no. What is not to like about this movie? Go, Sean. Well, they're just freaking stuffed animals like they didn't even try
0: to make these things like move as puppets because a,
1: because the hobgoblins aren't like <laughs> they're just a vehicle for what the movie is really about and that's being true to your inner self and not holding back to your deepest darkest desires whatever they may be god damn bj d- do you know what happens if you don't get laid you call uh, sex hotlines of people who are disinterested in you and then yeah, you crash skag. your fucking car so 1-800-976-SCAG wow.
0: you just made me think uh it, you just made me like read into
2: hobgoblins way more than i thought i ever would personally yeah i think that's all full of shit oh it's it just totally of is fucking, full of shit. <laughs>
1: just, <laughs> just,
2: just a bunch like, of muppets fucking running around making people believe sexy thoughts
1: well, this- <laughs> um, the, but, I the mean, fucking he- army guy, though, and his girlfriend, I don't know anyone's names, and I'm too tired to look it up. Um, <laughs> but, like, the army boyfriend and, like, this, his, like, skanky girlfriend are the are the fucking best. <laughs> like, I know I'm supposed to hate them, and I can't, because the shit that comes out of their mouth, I, I just, like, think about it. I'm like, how did this script get approved and then they have that fight scene where clearly they can't move past a certain line because that's where all the cameras are set up so they just keep fighting and like the the fight
2: scene That's this is (laughs) almost like the bath scene in fucking nightmare sisters without it
1: keeps it keeps going it doesn't end but the the best is when like you see where the natural progression should be and they can't go any farther because it's like oh there's there's a there's a boom there i can't go that far Oh, it's so good. Well, the funny thing it's is, it so seems like, fun. like, they didn't
0: even tr- worry about the height of the hobgoblins. Like, all of a sudden, one is, like, as tall, like,
2: as, you know, one of the actresses or, Are or whatever. Are you seriously fucking picking on the continuity yes. of hey, that? Yes. What, what about. No, They're it's puppies. not. It's just a fucking, it's just, it's a goofy fucking monster What's movie. What's hilarious
0: is, so these security guards, this old security guard and his, his young security guards he keeps, I guess, going through. Like, he keeps having to hire new guys. It's like they keep these things in this vault,
2: but it's like they don't really keep it locked or... No, the Hobgoblins they have security
1: guards.
2: You, <laughs> the Hobgoblins make you open the vault. They draw you near that. Goddamn Hobgoblins. Yeah, deepest goddamn desires. Goddamn mental... And no. then guess who shows up? Fucking the dude that was banging Linnea Quigley and fucking Mindy Miller shows up as one of the thugs. Oh shit. So that's what ruined his life. Was <laughs> Linnea Quigley and Mindy Miller, he ended up trying to steal hobgoblins and get shot, Sean. Do you know how deep this movie is? Holy! I need to rewatch this again. Like, do you
1: know you what can, else this movie has? This you can has. trace
2: everything back to Hobgoblins. Every movie ever existed.
1: This movie Something also has over. has a wonderful tale of sexual liberation of a young woman feeling stifled by society and everyone around her, and then she finally embraces her inner sex appeal and goes for it, and she's fully satisfied. That's amazing.
0: Are, have yes. you written an article on Hobgoblins? No. <laughs> I think you should.
1: <laughs> this is good stuff. I know. I've been so busy I haven't been able to write anything and I'm so angry about the election so I can't <laughs> not find like a smash the patriarchy, fuck everyone.
0: That's really why we didn't do a show everything. for 2 weeks cuz like we were just like couldn't muster up any sort of like, you know,
2: positive energy. I've goblin's three times. Uh All right. Well, I mean, <laughs>
1: hobgoblins is awesome Move i mean on. do you want
2: to do you want to talk about kind of about how the puppeteer felt while moving <laughs> the puppeteer the was freaking spiking his diet cokes and wait <laughs> is that the guy that was in oh my god this traces back to murder weapon <laughs> the guy holding the diet coke and yeah. murder weapon was the puppeteer for he the hobgoblins
0: hold, he's just like shaking the hobgoblins at people but, you know, That's I do, fucking scary, dude. I, I do find it hilarious when someone's obviously fighting a puppet and they have to, like, the puppet actually falls away and they grab it and pull it back on top of them and continue rolling around on the ground. My favorite's when I they're holding the
1: puppet and, like, it's, like, no one else's hand is in it, so it's basically somebody just shaking a stuffed animal like it's <laughs> yeah. the toughest thing. I love that shit. It's so funny. <laughs> uh,
0: did we explain the plot of Hobgoblins? Uh, you don't need hob-goblin to. Hobgoblin things get fucking out and somehow they can out. make your uh, innermost desires come real uh, in your mind. Mind, and that's how they get to you, and in your and, pants, uh, they could it, it could result in your death.
1: No, and spoiler alert: everyone's inner desire desires have to do with you wanting Sex. to put stuff inside of you what? or be inside of something. That's
2: a lie. So,
1: how about the fact <laughs> that <laughs> Hobgoblins was
2: made obviously because everybody wanted to do a Gremlins type movie? Yeah. And so we had ghoulies, you know, fucking Charles Band made a million fucking gremlins ripoffs. And then, you know, we had like Mac and me and fucking Nuki and shit like that. Cause everybody wanted gizmo, So Then we had like these cute alien things for, uh, uh, you know, a short while because of the success off of ET and obviously gizmo. Um, but I love in Hobgoblins, they're like, you know what? Let's make them really love light. <laughs> like I just started laughing. I was like, oh, God. Like I completely forgot about that aspect of fucking Hobgoblins. Is that, you know, they just reverse the what are the other rules? Because it feels like they have three rules and they're just the opposites um, of fucking what Gremlins is. But um I don't know. I I dig it, man. I I it's funny, it's so fucking stupid. It's over the top. I mean, it's literally like I don't to just to clarify what Sean means is it's literally a puppet on a person's hand. (laughs) Or a stick. And the eyes are not blinking. No, because you can, when the Hobgoblin, like, (laughs) one of the worst sequences is when it rushes across the bar. You can see the guy behind the bar putting his hand just flat on the bar and rushing the Hobgoblin up the bar, knocking everything down. Like, he's not even trying to make it animated. He's just knocking stuff down with his hands. But that's literally, it's just people... With their hands up the hobgoblins' ass. The hobgoblins don't blink. Their mouths barely move. But they just... And they look like the fucking... The weird rat ghoulie off of fucking ghoulies.
1: I love that they have, like, teddy bear hair, though. <laughs> like like the fluffy stuffed animal that you yeah. like get for children. So when they have the scene where they're driving... <laughs> like like f- waves oh, in God. the wafts wi- in the wind. I don't know if the word I'm thinking of is I'm Wait, so whaffs? scared. Uh, wafts, waves.
0: We're going all over the place with this, but I we before we stop talking about hobgoblins, we do need to mention oh, uh, to make the club sure. that I would love to spend some time. You you briefly club mentioned scum. Club Scum, motherfuckers.
1: Oh, I want to go. Club so scum bad.
0: for life.
1: It's clearly like a high school
3: cafeteria.
1: <laughs> which is also like in the, when he's having that like I'm a rock star singer fantasy. Yeah. It's the same fucking set. <laughs> it's a high school cafeteria. Uh, uh, the name club scum.
0: Has, has anybody created a real life club scum? I doubt it. God damn. You're missing out. I'm not a that's, lot of that's people. That's a see wasted that. opportunity.
2: But you know, with its goofy shit and it's, you know, pretty much one of the, you know, I mean, the mystery science theater fucking you know, parody the, or not parody, they use this film for one of their um, yeah. episodes. I, I actually would wouldn't mind, but, but they
1: love like
2: the thing is, it's always been known as that, and it's embraced as kind of a really you know funky, goofy movie, and it, it's been nothing more than that. It's they don't try to play it off of this as a cult favorite or anything like that. It's just. People like to have it because it is so goofy and you do have likable characters. The hobgoblins are hysterical mainly because of just how they are portrayed and moved and, you know, how they're quote unquote animated. But it's just, it's just a fun all around movie. Like I, I that's, that's how I, I look at, at, at this. I don't look at anything more.
0: Well, this is one like where I appreciate all the but extras. I don't understand
2: why people say it's shit. No, no, no. I no,
0: and I, I am not saying that at all. And I think my expectations maybe were too high. You know, uh, I had Troll Two level expectations. This was nowhere near as good as Troll Two, uh,
1: as an entertaining, this is way more fun.
0: <laughs> but I, I really want to check out. All the special features on here because they got the Hobgoblins revisited. There's like a making of featurette, um, a new one. But they also have like um, a featurette called Hobgoblins: The Making of a Disaster Piece, which I think the director Rick Sloan, was a part of putting that together.
1: I really want to see the sequel real bad. (laughs) And then
2: they have fucking uh, sequel. It's not made that long ago. No,
1: it's like things. uh, Shout Factory put it out.
3: Huh? What?
1: And then I do
0: want to hear the commentary, uh, from Rick Sloan. So, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to be revisiting all that stuff on this for sure. And, um, but you know, I'm going to be honest, I was a little let down, but I'm not going to let, I'm I'm not saying it's shit. I would never say that it's a awful, horrible movie. It's just for me, what I was, my expectations, you know, were, Mm I was a little disappointed. Mm -hmm. But, but Club Scum. Almost saved the day.
1: Well, I think it's awesome and
0: you're crazy. All right. One more here to talk about before we jump into the back room. Um, this one I dug a hell of a lot. Death Row Game Show.
1: Uh, I love it so much.
0: Holy moly. Um, Chuck Toten is our main character. He hosts this controversial game show called Death Row Game Show where basically they take death row inmates and make them compete for their lives. And the entertaining part of the show is uh, when they do not uh, make it. <laughs> they're put into... Uh, basically, they're put into no-win scenarios where they're pretty much going to get fried. But, um... He accidentally, it- uh, I think, kills a mob boss. gets involved with the mob. And, um... It's just entertaining cool. as hell. That's all I gotta say. What do you guys have to contribute to uh, the plot before we dive into? Maybe
2: maybe, maybe reconstruct what you said. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> um, I'll let you guys mostly talk about this because I've never been a fan of this what? movie. So you guys can have at it. Yeah, I've never I've never been a fan of it. I, there are moments that I do like. It's just a little. It's cornball, for sure. Yeah, is I don't really care for these types of movies. And the only movie that I allow, like, I guess this type of comedy is fucking, like, and it's it's just, I I don't even really compare them, but like Return of the Killer Tomatoes and Attack of the Killer Tomatoes, like, I like that stuff. But I'm not a fan of, like, Airplane and Naked Gun, and that's what these films feel (laughs) like. To me, is that there's a lot going around in the background and this like little hidden like a, things. Like a dude, just, like fucking a turkey.
1: Oh, yeah, gosh, like so good.
2: Yeah, like I'm just not into it. I, I, I mean, I had the DVD of this from Code Red. That's when I initially saw it. Um, I just, I really didn't like it. I did watch the Blu-ray just to see kind of the transfer and stuff, and I think I ended up actually watching the entire movie because I turned it off. I think with the DVD. Um, but because I knew we were doing a show, I watched the whole thing. I'm not a fan of this movie whatsoever. So you guys can wow. Talk about it. Wow. You're fan of Hobgoblins, not
0: a fan of Death Row Game Show.
1: I'm a fan of both. Oh. Um, uh, I had a blast with it. Um, the, I, this is one that I actually did watch the special features on because. Uh, I watched it with Zach and he wanted to check him out because he's, he's the special features guy, but <laughs> they had like a making of documentary. And this movie was part of kind of like a series of like a collective, like these same guys have been working together, making these low budget films. Like one of them was something like night of the queer wolf, which I need to find <laughs> immediately, but it's kind of like the same crew so you know there this movie has a lot of in jokes it has a lot of things that unless you've seen all their filmography you're not going to understand like why it's funny so uh, some of the things were lost on me in that regard like i could tell like you're referencing something but i don't know what you're referencing so it reminded me a lot of the style of filmmaking that chris siever makes um like a lot of his films where it'll be a completely different story but like a character from an old movie will randomly be in it. And it seems like that's what Death Row Game Show did, which is why it's so off the wall. But I think the reason I liked it so much is that it feels very ahead of its time and its concept. Yeah. In the sense that all I wanted was for it to be remade by Charlie Brooker from Black Mirror because he has an <laughs> episode in season one uh, called White Bear that is very, very in the same realm of like profiting off of people who are just going to rot in jail anyway. And the whole time I'm like, Oh my God, this, like if there is any movie that should be remade, because I don't like the idea of remaking stuff that's already good, like remake shit that could be improved upon death row game show is definitely one of them. I think that like a, a sweet gritty reboot of this would be really awesome. Um, all of the effects in this movie are made for probably 12 cents. um, there's like a gas chamber that's clearly made out of cardboard (laughs) and like a pool noodle. And it looks like an easy bake oven, but for whatever reason, this movie just works for me because everybody's fully aware of how fucking ridiculous this is. They're not trying to present something, you know, weird and try to say like, Oh, this is like serious comedy horror. They're like, no, this is a fucking cheese ball movie. I can't believe people gave us money to do this. We're going to have fun. And everybody looks like they're having fun. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know. I really liked it. There's like a really fucking weird dream sequence that's very, like, uh, I don't know how else to describe it. Like, it, it reminds me of like the same color palette of Dr. Caligari, but it doesn't quite go that far at all. But it has that weird, like, bright pastel with just extreme close up and weird bullshit for no reason. And I get that it's a dream sequence, but it's so out of nowhere. Um, I really like the lead actor. I think he's a total fucking ham. He just chews the scenery in this movie, and it's really funny. Um, I don't know. I liked it. I really liked it, but I do think that this is a perfect candidate for – Something to be remade for yeah. a newer audience. I,
0: I wrote like, uh, in my notes, uh, remake this with Tom Cruise <laughs> and watch <laughs> the money pour
1: in. I just, I, I think that it, it has really good ideas going for it, but I don't think that they had the right resources.
0: I mean, I in the, f- I almost feel like they're like, uh oh, something like this would never happen. We'd never live in a world with, you know, that would have, would even consider a death row game show? Well, know. is this
2: is this this is after
0: Running Man, right? Uh, it's around the same time, I guess. Yeah, yeah
2: it's they, what it, feel, it just feels like end. a rip off of Running Man, but just wants yeah. To do in as a the, <clears throat> aspect.
1: I think I think it came first because the guy was talking about uh, I don't know if it was the director, or the producer, somebody in this documentary that they did on it was saying that in every single review of. Or, no, they did come out on the same time, sorry. In every single review of Death Row Game Show, they mentioned Running Man. But they don't think that any review of Running Man had Death Row Game Show referenced in it. (laughs) And I thought that was, like, really interesting to say, to kind of, uh, to kind of say.
0: Yeah, but I feel like, like, the Running Man was, like, somebody being caught in that kind of scenario, you know. But this was, like, I don't know, like, I I felt like there was, like, social commentary that they... That if there was, if this was released today, like there that, definitely that is the would be some man, social though. commentary. Yeah, but this this one was a like I don't know. I, I felt this I mean, one, yeah, they're
2: being hunted. That's the only like big difference. right.
0: This was like these are guys. They're gonna die anyway. So you know, might as well you know, you might as well make a game, a game out of it.
1: Which is why I think that it's closer to Black Mirror's White Bear than it is to Running Man. Huh. And this, it's very similar to like when people try to say Battle Royale and the Hunger Games are the same thing. It's like, no, on principle, yeah, there's a lot yeah. of similarities, but like the intentions are totally different. Whereas Death Row Game Show a Running Man, like, yeah, principle on paper, they sound the same, but like the intention behind it is totally different, but it's really close to the, the White Bear episode, like un- unsettlingly close. Yeah,
0: this does have probably one of my favorite uh, villains uh, in that uh, that mob boss with the spaghetti on his shirt. Oh my god! Oh,
1: he he's, he's
0: gross. <laughs> he's a real gross. <laughs> who is that guy? I'm trying to find out who it was. Like, what was Your the hero, name? Apparently.
1: yeah, Running Man and Death Row Game Show came out the same year. So,
0: yeah, eighty seven.
1: Yeah, impossible for them to have, like, especially in that day and age, um, to have, like, ripped off each other. Um, <clears throat> yeah, the, this,
0: this villain, this mob boss who his, basically his mom, uh, accidentally gets roped into the show. And he's basically was is telling the, uh, you know, our, our game show host, uh, uh, played by John McCafferty, you know, nothing bad better happened to anyone in my, in my group, you know, ever again is better never happen again. And of course his mom somehow gets uh who's is trying to go to another game show, gets roped in and they think that she's a a, a contestant, which I guess death row inmates are able to wander around the studio, I guess. Uh
1: it was to. the eighties, man.
0: Uh but she's wearing stripes. Yet. So therefore oh she must be on death row. And uh Hijinks <laughs> ensue.
1: Sue. Well was funny too is that the actor playing the mom the <laughs> the mama the grandma is the same actor who plays the mob boss that gets fried yeah <laughs> put a wig on him and yeah, was like, was like That's not here's a woman. some lipstick hunt yourself <laughs> over and they've like modified his voice a little bit
0: yeah Maybe and something.
1: it's he sounds like he's talking into a fan like when kids do that to sound like darth vader yeah I don't know. The, that movie's fucking batshit, but it really, really does. It's fun, but it really, really would benefit from a remake. It's,
0: yeah, it's bananas. There's this underlying, like, possible subtext that is actually compelling, in my opinion. And, uh, but I, I feel like they didn't really know what to do with it. And they, they made it more comedic. But, I, mm-hmm. yeah, I would love to see a, a, a remake of this. And, by the way, Black Mirror, my, I just started watching it. I'm I have only, only two episodes in. Holy shit, it's dude! Just, where you been? I don't know. I just haven't watched. I, I, I didn't realize it was like an anthology type it, series. Gone, so was, Holy I'll, moly, I'll Brad! You need it. to watch it. It's no, like every good. series is it's is a different episode or a different story, but it all doesn't it all revolve around like uh, technology and sociology and
1: it's kind of it's like it's like Twilight Zone and like some of the episodes you're like oh well that that's way far off in the future if that's ever even possible and then some episodes like there's one in season four, season 4 episode 3 is happening right now <laughs> that's what like, I here like i need to like the news came out the other day and i was like holy fuck <laughs> like this is terrifying even the
0: first even the first episode of season 1 of black mirror where happened. It was, the prime mir- prime minister is basically threatened he needs to fuck a pig on camera uh or Or they'll kill the
1: princess
0: yeah he's gonna kill the princess and the way they deal with technology and twitter and facebook and social media and the news is it's like and it's uncanny it's like eh. oh my god what a good show anyway moving along um well that's all the kind of the horror genre releases from vinegar syndrome for the from september and october let's dive into the back room
1: Money sounds oh my
0: god so the big one uh they released on blu-ray that i want to talk about first would be china silk did you actually watch it i did not i do not uh uh, i do not receive the the uh porno titles for review
1: oh man i was really excited for a second thinking (laughs) that you actually finally watched one of the porns it's
0: uh you know to to be honest really it it Cause some uncomfortableness with you know uh, family stuff here in the house and kind of you know so it's just kind of like for me
2: because they're not yeah. family movies you don't watch them with the family not, Sean yeah, there's
0: just you know some some things in my house Sean yeah.
2: tried to put on China silk for the family when they were over yeah 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 no
1: but wonder it, Noah's always crying whenever we hear him <laughs> God
0: it just it just makes it easier to avoid that I'm not you know uh, I I don't seek those out anyway but um but you know. That's why I got you guys. You guys are, uh, you know, these will be discussed.
2: The the porn hustlers. Huh? The porn hustlers. The porn
0: hustlers. Yeah. China and Silk was actually something that I was curious about. So, um, so tell, tell me about it, you guys. Get me all hot and bothered.
2: Um, (laughs) well, you can let BJ do it. I'm not, I wasn't a huge fan of this one either. Hmm. Um, but because uh, this is more or less kind of a
0: same director as Trashy Lady, right? <clears throat> um, Steve
2: Scott, yeah, yes. Steve Scott, yeah. Um, which I see with my porn, I like a little bit more of a story. I mean, there is somewhat of a story going on in this, but it's it's more or less kind of just a straight up porno, and that's something that kind of I don't know. It doesn't yeah, really.
1: It's- it's trying to marry the world between adult film and like like a cr- like a drug crime movie, which was pretty popular um, in the early eight- late seventies, early eighties. So they're trying to like bridge the gap by saying like Do you know what dudes like? Porn. Do you know what else dudes like? Drug and crime movies. Let's put them together. Um, but the drug and crime movie, like the porno aspect of the movie. Pretty, pretty, pretty great. Uh, the drug and crime storyline—it um, just feels like they had an idea of like what would be in a "How to Do a Crime Movie for Dummies" <laughs> tutorial, and then wrote a script around that. Um, so it's really, yeah, it's there's... really not that great <laughs> as far yeah. as like the actual movie, movie, but the the porn content is fucking awesome.
2: Yeah. I mean it's it's it, it is a porno and there's not a lot of music that's playing behind it. There's uh you know cuz a lot of those films they take out any moaning or anything like that, but you know there's a lot of moaning and not a lot of soundtrack behind the sex scenes, but um you know it, I didn't know Peter North was in it. Peter North shows up. He's not really credited in the uh, beginning, but he's uh, he's in the film. I thought that was kind of interesting.
3: Hmm.
1: I mean, it looks nice, too, which is something that, you know, you want with your pornographic restorations. <laughs> uh, but no, it, it does really, really look nice. But um, as far as the...
2: It's got a hilarious open scene with, um, you know, uh, what, uh, Harry Reems. When it's just like, obviously, he's shooting it in the backyard of probably the director's house. And he just, like, falls down and acts like he gets shot. I laughed. But, <laughs> yeah, I was not, I'm not a, wasn't a huge fan of it. I thought the whole, not espionage, I mean, what do you, what would you call it? Just kind of, like, uh trickery? Like, I don't it even know what you like- really...
1: It's like this is what we think should happen in this movie, but we're not entirely sure. You're yeah. just be sneaking around.
2: Yeah, they they just—it's a lot of sneakiness, and then you know, I mean, obviously, you know what's happening, and you know, it all comes to at the end with you know, kind of the so-called twist, and that's it. I mean, it's it's, it's definitely more or less, you know, a, a, a cheap porno. They, they don't really try to do anything other than that. Um, you know, because I, I like stuff like even even though Trashy Lady is very much like a porno, at least like the setting and they are trying to make, you know, some noir like fucking, you know, 50s, 60s movie, which I can appreciate, you know, kind of from that like aesthetic. I, I enjoy that or something like, you know, uh, Prisoner of Paradise, the Bob Chin, you know. Uh, war, uh, you know, uh, Nazi, uh, war movie. You know, they're trying to make something that's intriguing and kind of hold your attention. This is more or less just a porno. So. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely yeah. not my, All right. definitely not, definitely not my bag on this one.
1: Sorry to burst your bubble there, Man. Sean. Well, let's
0: move on to this double feature, uh, Eat at the Blue Fox and Titillation. Now, Eat at the Blue <laughs> Fox <laughs> is a Ron Jeremy. Uh, he's a, Ron Jeremy's in it.
2: Yeah, he is.
0: <laughs> let's, uh, what's Eat at the Blue Fox about?
1: I didn't watch that one
2: yeah, because I, of I that did. reason. Yeah, I That's actually... Ron I didn't get around to eat at the Blue Fox or Titillation. Wow, neither
1: did I. I oh missed my God. Them. So. <laughs> But I mean, there's everybody's... only so much porn I can watch in like three days. <laughs>
0: <laughs> now, did you did you avoid it for sure? Like you saw that Ron Jeremy was in it, and you were kind of like, "Ugh."
1: I mean, or of no, the t- or, or no. I'll, I'll the, watch uh... t- I'll watch Titillation. Um, I will eventually watch Eat at the Blue Fox, but. He as a person is so repulsive to me, like not even like I don't give a shit about how big his dick is or porn or any of like none of that is what makes him gross to me. Just him as a person, like I just look at him and I feel like I can smell him and it's not a good thing. (laughs) Like, You know what I mean? Like you ever meet those people where you're like, I bet you smell like a turkey sandwich. (laughs) And I think like that's how I feel when I look at Ron Jeremy. Yeah, Yeah.
0: Yeah, I, I would say like Swiss, like old Swiss cheese, and, and possibly like he, just, like,
1: he smells you know, like ham like what that's I bet, been like, left out. He's he probably smells like what I think the floor of a bodega <laughs> l- like would taste like. Just, ah, <laughs> just fucked up, man. Um, I don't know. What, I like. Oh, well, I know why he had a career, but <sighs>
0: he was the everyman, only with a, uh, a big dick.
2: That's kind of how like how all these guys were though. I mean, yeah. any anybody from the seventies and eighties, so they were the every man. <laughs> like we didn't have, like they didn't try to get like you know, quote unquote, good looking guys for anything. They just got what they. Yeah, could they didn't matter. Get. They just needed bodies. Yeah, yeah.
1: But oh god, like have some some standards, man. <laughs> He's so gross. Ugh! I want to meet somebody out there. Like, if you are sincerely and genuinely, like, really fucking turned on by Ron Jeremy, hit me up on Twitter because I need to pick your brain and figure yes. out who hurt you in life.
2: <laughs> Ugh! So I don't drunk. think I don't think it's anybody. I think it's that you know, it's it's equivalent to um, who's the drop and loads guy?
1: Oh. <laughs> Oh shit, uh, what's Nick, Nick Manning. Nick, Nick Manning, yeah. Dropping, right. fucking loads.
2: dropping loads all over this room. Like, I love how they parody that in the hot, hot tub time machine. You can hear oh. him say that in the other room. I'm dropping hot loads all over this room. Well, fucking, <laughs> if anybody doesn't watch as much porn as BJ and I do, there's a porn. there's a porn actor who's like a greased up dirtball. ball. He's and so his, nasty. His name's Nick Manning. He's all, he's like, you know, Muscular, like, you know, thick, like, black hair, always gelled back, always oiled up, and every porno, as His soon as dirty he talk ejaculates. His so good. Yeah, I'm fucking you. I'm fucking you hard. <laughs> oh, I'm gonna um,
1: fucking come on your glasses, <laughs> you fucking nerd. <laughs> <laughs>
2: But whenever he comes to, he always says it never fails. You can actually go to Google and type in Nick Panning compilation on, videos on YouTube, and it's just like I'm dropping loads on you. Take yeah, if it. You,
1: if you don't want to watch it, you can see YouTube videos that are just the ripped audio, and that's all you need. And like every girl sounds like, oh God, fuck this. What what am I doing with my life? <laughs>
0: So basically, uh, I, I, watched, uh, Sausage Party, uh, last week, and, uh, the villain is, is a literally a douche. And he's, that's what he's, he sounds, he has that voice. They go, what are you supposed to be? He goes, I'm a douche.
2: <laughs> oh my God. Well, I mean, that's, uh, so maybe they, maybe they're uh, that Manning, after him. Nick Manning would say, but like, It's like whatever he, like, first thing that pops in his mind and what he looks at, that's what he says. (laughs) Like, (laughs) I'm fucking you in your skirt and you're wearing glasses. (laughs) Uh,
1: He's not wrong. (laughs) (laughs) That's exactly what he does.
2: But that said. I'm drinking
1: some Kool-Aid
0: right now (laughs) through a straw.
2: Like that? Like, do
0: I yes.
1: Well, yes. if
2: he was drinking Kool-Aid in the scene, he would say, he says exactly what he sees. <laughs> like, I'm surprised he, like, doesn't oh, look yeah. over. He's I like, I'm fucking you. There's ass. a cameraman on the side of me <laughs> with a camera, and there's a light with a lamp. Like, that's, he just doesn't say that.
0: But, well, gaffer needs to move a little to the left. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but, dude, okay. yeah. God. Um, but that said, it's the same thing that Ron Jeremy has where people watch him for this comedic aspect, I yeah, think, I, I guess. rather than like, oh, that's such a turn on. Cause like, I mean, seriously. He's such I mean, a
1: boner killer though.
2: I, I want to talk to, to, to the ladies that would, you know, watch porn in the seventies and eighties. What did they find attractive about like Harry Reams and stuff?
1: That's fair.
2: You know, it's kind of the same, same thing. Like, I don't think, you know, these guys aren't good looking guys. You know, they were just bodies. But I mean, women watched porno too. Yep. So exactly what was in it for them? Because to me, that's a turnoff. I don't know. That's Uh just me.
1: Yeah, I because uh, yeah. if I watch
2: porno, I don't want to watch fucking, you know, Ron Jeremy like I'm the straightest guy in the fucking world. But I'm going to choose what guy I want to see, too, because I don't want to see fucking Ron Jeremy or Nick Manning fucking talking about dropping loads all over the room. <laughs> <laughs> like I want to see. Oh, you know, that guy Wait, he thanks. seems nice. You know, that doesn't, he's not gonna that say anything. Get you off. This guy, like, this guy seems like a guy that that someone Does this told guy him to talk? see their mother and meet Does the family. Does this guy talk? No, he doesn't talk. Like I might invite him over for a turkey sandwich. Like that's <laughs> oh, fine, no, and we'll talk about the scene. He smell just... like Ron anyway. <laughs> All right, ham all sandwich. All right, but you know, <clears throat> hey, we're in the fucking back room. We can talk whatever the fuck we want right, <laughs> right now. <laughs> all right, all right. All right. Um, well, there's
1: other movies to talk bro, about in the back room. Bro, we
2: got stuff to talk about, bro.
1: <laughs> well is
0: nick manning in any of them <laughs> no no
1: god they should do that they should just get a compilation of nick like nick manning's greatest drops <laughs> just <laughs> it's every fucking fun. every scene
2: he's ever done <laughs> and he's still
1: making movies today i don't understand how he's still alive
2: <laughs> like, <laughs> but think he's like you think if you drop that
1: many loads like you wouldn't be able to live
2: <laughs> well it's like hey um you know Sarah we got a job for you um, you know it's going to be your break break, break. you're going to be working with um, someone <laughs> Well who is it? Uh, it's Nick Manning. Like do you like obviously we know who Nick Manning is. The people in the porn industry have to know who Nick Manning is. Do you like think there's an eye roll or it's like, oh, okay, that might be fun? How He'll drop blows is- on me. I how-
1: think he's probably at this point like a rite of passage. Uh, Not like a rite of passage as in like, oh, like you're so honored. But rite of passage is like, oh, you think you can hang in this industry? <laughs> Let's see if you can hang in this industry.
2: <laughs> how? Oh, yeah. How has there is that- a bitch Pritter with Nick he's Manning?
1: <laughs>
0: How how has nobody done a uh, porn parody of Empire Records
1: with Nick Manning? Nick,
0: day. Nick Manning Day. <laughs> it's, it's Nick Manning
1: Day. <laughs> Holy shit, dude! Oh my I fucking god! Yeah, <laughs> I need to contact Joanna Angel immediately. Be like, ah, I figured out your next parody. Nice. <laughs> it's Nick Manning Day.
2: <laughs> and fucking Nick Manning plays Nick Manning. He's got.
1: Oh cute. my god! This shit writes be- itself. <laughs> Not today. Not a Nick Manning day. <laughs> just Ethan Every shows up my- for no goddamn yeah. reason.
2: I don't get to drop loads today? What the fuck is happening? <laughs> you get to drop loads tomorrow, Nick. Okay, okay. And just
1: a girl pretending to be Liv Tyler just tries to seduce him, and then he just drops loads. Yeah.
0: Ethan Every does need to make an appearance, even if it's just like a walk-on, like, just, you know. But, oh, my God, that'd be amazing. All right, mo- moving right along here... <laughs> To the final thing that we'll talk about in the segment. Um, now they've been doing these kind of DVD box sets that are pretty well put together, like pretty awesome. They they did that uh, all night at the Pono and and uh,
2: dude, what a missed opportunity! All night at the Pono too.
0: I know. So they're doing the they're doing their second storefront theater collection, uh, the bizarre yeah, yeah, art yeah. theater.
2: That's right, Sean. You tell them. So uh,
0: they did not send this to me. Well, it's porno. Cause it's porno. Uh, three disc DVD set. I mean, it's, it's, uh, it's funny because I'm like, cause I, I'm reading the synopsis and this is like, ghosts, goblins, and fiendish killers. I'm like, oh. And then I read up, oh, uh, with dick, new starlets and come deadly. And I start reading the titles, rights of Uranus, uh, house oh, of God, God. rights of Uranus. That yeah. movie, there's a fucking <laughs> doctor <laughs>
2: sexual and Mr. Hyde. They, it, someone gets stabbed in the butthole with the fucking, <laughs> uh, candle. Did you guys check That's, these out? I yeah, I did. I like the selection. I, didn't get, I what?
1: didn't get through all of them. What it, it be? There's only so much time for porn. <laughs>
2: okay, so did you watch The Geek though? No. Oh my god, BJ, you'll have fucking nightmares.
1: <laughs> Why? Oh my god. It's <laughs> I'm so, so like, nervous now.
0: It is Give us a rundown it, of the greatest hits. Why should people check this set out, Brad?
2: Well, I think, uh, because I really was a big fan of All Night at the Pono. Like, you're you not going to see glamorous porn by any means, but you're going to see some weird fucking shit. And I thought that All Night at the Pono was weird. I love saying that. Um was weird. But this fucking takes the fucking cake and eats it and then comes it out. Um, Oh, my God. So, like... The Geek. Let's start off with The Geek. I think that's the seven seven PM uh show on the first disc. All right. So The Geek is a Bigfoot movie. Uh that should tell you right then and there what the fuck I'm where I'm going with this. <laughs> so a bunch of quote unquote scientists uh hike up to uh um, basically someone's backyard that looks like it's supposed to be a mountain. And fucks, and they're doing scientific experiments by fucking, and then Bigfoot shows up, and he rapes people. Um, Oh, dear God. Bigfoot is basically a guy in a gorilla suit where they cut off the hands and the feet and the face of the gorilla. So he's in this gorilla suit with his hands, and they're like, oh, wait, his hands are white. Hey, go play in the dirt. And that's what this guy looks like he did. but And they're like, oh, wait. We gotta have a place for his dick. Does anybody have any scissors? No. <laughs> well, let's just rip it open near the dick area. Oh, so his dick God. just walks around. So he has like a ripped fucking suit near his dick. And he's, uh, you know, rapes these uh, ladies. And while the guys just watch in amazement that this is actually happening. Um, but... He's covered in dirt and he's touching these people and putting his fingers in places. And then he dips his fingers in and then his hands come out clean. And it's like, wait, you have dirt in your vagina
1: now. Like, why are you actually making this? I'm really glad that I missed that one. So,
2: like, I'm watching this and I'm like, wait a second. Like, porn is one thing, but this is just extremely unsanitary. Like who is getting off on this stuff? So, anyways, the geek is just chilling because I was like, "There's a lot of fast forward." Well, you started
0: thinking about the sanitary conditions.
2: Oh god! For one
0: dude. thing, and that's obviously like you're not and then, to be thinking about that
2: during one. And then years. I jumped into rights of Uranus. Oh god! Um, there's a lot of butt stuff. Um, <laughs> but there's a candle <laughs> lit, and it's in some. I need to take butt. that sound clip and use that
0: again a lot of isolate, stuff.
2: I need to isolate that quote. <laughs> um but yeah, it's just it's a it's a movie about, you know, buttholes and uh satanic rituals and uh anal. Um
1: I mean we are in Trump America and that is where uh <laughs> where buttholes lead is just to Satanism. So
2: Hey. And he grabs some pussy. <laughs> um <laughs> And then I watched The Scorpion. God, I hate
1: everything. Anyway, continue.
2: (laughs) So The Scorpion is really awful aside from a glorious moment. And I don't know if any porno has ever done this, but I fucking cracked up. So it's really gritty and dirty. I mean, this shit is shot on fucking 16 and fucking probably eight millimeter and pieced together with no fucking soundtracks. Like basically anything that they can't release by itself, they put on these storefront discs. So you're getting like really like not even movies that are completed. Some of these movies don't even have cast uh, listings. They don't even know who the fucking director is of these movies. They're lucky to know the fucking year. But the Scorpion, however, This dude is getting banged, like, left and right. There's a scene where he bangs a girl, and then she leaves, and this other girl comes in, and he bangs her. And it's like, dude, you need to relax. You're going to have a fucking heart attack. But the end of the movie, there's these two people doing it doggy style, and he, you know, goes for the money shot. But all of a sudden, on her ass, it says, the end, And the credits start rolling while he's ejaculating on her butt. And it says the end, and I fucking laughed so goddamn hard. (laughs) I thought that shit was hysterical. That needs to happen in every movie from now on. So that new remake of The Mummy coming out with Tom Cruise, that shit better end with the money shot on the booty. This is the end. That's all I'm saying. (laughs) And with that, oh. Um... Waltz of the Bat is really gross because it's just one dude who obviously probably directed the movie himself. And he's like 60 and he's like he looks like Ron Jeremy too. And he's just having the best day of his life. Um uh Dr. Sexual and and Mr. Hyde is just like everything looks super insanitary in these movies. Like I mean because there's it
1: probably di- was. <laughs> yeah,
2: that's the thing. Is like you have these like pornos from the seventies and eighties that, you know, there's a lot of grit and grime, but not in the sense of like what's around you. They just you know, the people are, you know, very, very hairy, you know, like a lot of hair. There's a lot of things just
1: stick into you.
2: Yeah, it looks like it's really sticky. but that's fine. But then there's the movies. Where the whole set looks gross. And if you ever want to know why a lot of porn actors have sex with socks on or shoes, there's a reason behind that people. And they're not That's doing why it because they don't have better.
1: sex in a movie theater at all. <laughs>
2: Yeah, there's there's a reason why they wear socks and shoes, and it's not a foot fetish thing. Sometimes it is. But that's because this fucking floor is gross. Because ten other scenes were filmed on that couch before yours. Um, and in these movies, like all of these, it's like, ugh, don't touch the table. <laughs> her on the table. Something's going in her butt.
0: And I don't but, know if you're selling anyone on this set, man.
2: No, 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 I, because people like this stuff. It, <laughs> I mean, you're, you're paying a cheap amount of money for some really gritty and grimy porno. People love this stuff. They really do. I'm not talking to anybody out. I'm talking people into it. Like, you're, when you watch this, you're not going to get some, you know, fucking naughty America bullshit or brass No. Or Yo, you're getting like, hey, dude, you want to make a porno? Yeah, sure. Who do I get to fuck? I don't know. Let's find somebody. And they pay him ten bucks and they have sex. That's what you're watching. You're not watching stuff that's well lit. You're not even fucking lucky they had a goddamn camera. You know, so, I I mean, they're fun, uh, for one. And I love Come Deadly, which you mentioned. A small theater troupe is menaced by a mysterious black-clad killer in this rare hardcore giallo, oh. which is actually the best one.
1: Yeah, I agree. That's well, obviously I can't say yeah it's the best one because I haven't seen all of them, but that is one that I saw, and it's amazing.
2: Yeah, that one's <laughs> great um, because they actually—I uh, guess they tried to make kind of you know a movie. Um, I feel
1: like they actually sat down with a piece of notebook paper before they had sex, and I was like, "All right, this has to." Kind of makes sense.
2: Um, I'm going to say it was a napkin from probably the people <laughs> that they were discussing this movie with. And they just started writing down Tarantino style. Um, but, uh, that's definitely worth a set. I mean, it's, it, these storefront collections are a lot of fun because you're going to see shit that you are not going to probably see ever again. Um, some of this stuff was released on DVD um, because some of these are the something weird video um, batch because I guess that's where they're getting some of this stuff is their relationship with, uh, you know, Agfa and, you know, kind of all of that it was something weird video because something weird video opened their vault. So they're doing all that stuff. So yeah, they're grabbing everything that they possibly can and, um, you know, scanning it and preserving it because that's the thing is like these films are definitely going to be gone. Um Some of them had made uh DVD releases back in the day. I know The Geek was Um, because that's not like a lost film. But a lot of these are lost. So, I mean, you're going to watch something that literally probably only a, a handful of people have seen. Because, yeah, these things were thrown in theaters in like these, you know, six-hour, 12-hour block porno runs where people just come in and out, literally.
1: Yeah. And,
2: you know, um, I mean, seriously, I mean, even now, I mean, only a handful of people have probably watched this shit and less than that have actually remembered watching it. You know, this is not like these fucking theaters were selling out when the geek was playing. Right. And probably a lot of people walked out because they were like, Oh my God. <laughs> His hands are clean now. This is amazing. Oh, wait a second. That's because they were in her butt. Mm. That's-
0: well, alrighty.
1: We did it, guys.
0: We did it. Cool. Um, I, I think I'm trying to see, like, Vinegar Syndrome, they just had their crazy Black Friday sale.
1: Yeah, their site isn't even, their site like, you can't down. even go it's there.
0: It's syndrome.com. Uh, but, but right now, red. you're going to get a,
1: you're yeah. gonna,
2: <laughs> they, get a <laughs> they sold some they, units. They're they, like, they, fuck up. We got to shut down. Pull
0: The code of Red, but they're available on Facebook and Twitter and, and, every, and everything. So, busy. uh, check them out. You can get their titles, of course, through grindhousevideo.com. So if you're looking for anything, uh, Mike will take care of your vinegar syndrome needs. So for
2: I now. think, I Any think they sold out of the stop. Sarno film. What, what's that? I think they sold out of the Sarno film. Hmm. All the sins of Sodom. So, huh. I, I think they sold out of that one. So if you didn't grab it, there's only a thousand copies. Damn. And then, uh, Jack Frost, um, of course, they had 3,000 of those. So I imagine those will still be able to right, Amazon right, sell. Frost. Amazon um, selling, me. just don't get the, um, cover that people are freaking out about. Yeah. All mm-hmm.
0: So, and, uh,
3: course,
2: we'll be covering
0: yeah. more, uh, vinegar syndrome stuff. Hopefully. And I want to talk about their December package and their November package was a bit confusing. I didn't really see a whole lot. Uh, I think it was involved with their Black Friday stuff with those limited edition ones. Um, I think, I, I don't know. I'm, no, they
2: had, um, the Alex Dorenzi docs. Oh, that's right. Um, they had death. Machines. They had yeah, taboo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um. um yeah. The, the limited editions weren't part they of were the part uh, of that. Okay.
0: I I was gonna but, try to check on their site, but their site was down.
2: So. But we had uh. Yeah. The Undertaker. Um. Which there's a fun little story behind that with me. If you have the Undertaker Blu-ray and you open it up and go to the booklet, you see a special thanks to you know yours truly. What? So well, we should fun-
1: save that for when it comes yeah. out.
2: There's a fun story uh, behind that one. Cool. Um, but yeah, what was the other one? It was Death Machines, the Alex Dorenzi flicks. Um, yeah, I think there was five in that. In okay. that block.
0: I'm still waiting for mine to arrive. Hopefully so. they they didn't start hating me and just you're not watching the porno.
1: Maybe start watching porn.
0: <sighs> All right. Well, that's going to do it for this week's show. Uh, give Vinegar Syndrome some love. They're, they're one of those, when people, whenever people ask me, like, what are some labels would I, that I can confidently blind buy? Like, um, especially horror titles. I always say, uh, Vinegar Syndrome and Arrow, uh, are two, uh, companies that you can feel safe blind buying. But, uh, Vinegar Syndrome has become one of my favorite labels over the past few years. Uh, and of course introduced to me by Brad. So, uh, I'll thank you brad welcome uh check out coffee shop of horrors they will give you a discount on their website if you use the code screamcast and of course uh buy your shit through grindhousevideo.com only
2: grindhouse
0: video check there first fuck amazon
2: do. huh
0: yeah i mean yeah I, I always check there first for sure
2: hey i'm saying that you know Amazon's talked about a lot, but I mean, if you wanted to talk about those fucking arrow titles being on sale. Fucking Mike had the cheapest. Oh man, he This was a sale.
0: This was a he, it was an awesome sale that he had going
2: it's on. It's over now, but it's all over. it lasted a whole month. If you didn't pick yep. up something then something's uh something's wrong with you. I got some shit.
0: I got some shit. All right. Uh go to the slash sponsors find all of them there. Of course, you can check us out at, at the website all of our social media links are there as well and uh drop us a line click on the contacts page drop us a line and let us know uh what you think of the show and and all that bullshit we are selling pins uh, we are running low on the oily pin so grab that while you can and uh, of course those are over on the store link um on the website otherwise we'll talk to all you guys next time Yeah.
2: Yeah. (laughs) Bye bye. See ya. Bye. Oh, don't tell me you're leaving.
3: The party's just begun.